He had a voice that could make a wolverine purr. That's what I'm talking about, man. Wait a minute. I know you. Check out the name tag. You're in my world now, Grandma. I know that, dude. He's a modern-day Yoda. I'm your huckleberry. Allow myself to introduce myself. Greetings and salutations. We came, we saw, we kicked it down. You're excited. <laughs> Feel these nipples. That boy's good. Mm-hmm. Good and terrible. Well, I have a microphone, and you don't. So you will listen to every damn word I have to say! This is the Mike Rutherford Show on the Big X. Sportos, motorheads, geek bloods, wasteoids, dweebies, they all adore him. They think he's a righteous dude. <laughs> everybody to the last Mike Rutherford show of 2022. It is Friday, December 30th. Happy New Year to you. Happy early New Year to you. We're here from 3 to 6 broadcasting live from the University of Louisville College of Business Studio on 1450 AM, 96.1 FM, streaming all over the land. You know it better as the Big X. Happy to be here. It's our first full calendar year of doing the show, TK. Who is Trevor is rocking a U of L shirt on game day Eve. That's how you know it's a big deal to him. That's how you know this means something oh, to him. Oh yeah, baby. I'm ready. He's ready to go. We've got to the big game tomorrow. We'll do a little bit of reflection on the past year because we have to. We'll talk about the game because we have to. And we'll take text from you because we want to at 502-414-1450. <laughs> I like that. You, you worked that out well. Thank you. On the uh, Thornton sex line, reminder again, Thornton's hooking you up with a free breakfast sandwich and a free drink if you're becoming a new refreshing rewards member. Those breakfast sandwiches, a little sausage, egg, and cheese croissant, a little, little bagel worked in there, a little whatever you want. They got coffee, they got tea, they got any drink you can imagine, and you can have it for free if you become a new Refreshing Rewards member today. All right. Here's how I want to start today's show, because people, I, I've done other podcasts, I've done my podcast, we've done shows since Tuesday, and people are like, man, it's just depressing to listen to Louisville fans, namely yourself. Talk about this game. Like, this is, it's weird. I don't like it. You got to give me some hope. And I've been saying, I've tried. I've looked at some of the things that we've been doing well recently, or well is probably too strong of a word. Look, some of the things that we've been doing better recently. We talked yesterday about the fact that Kentucky does not look very good, to be quite frank, right now. They're in a, a rough state, and it seems like John Calipari's, I don't know, a little bit on edge. Here's how I'm choosing. This is how I'm going to start today's show. Because people are like, tell me something good. It's rivalry week. We all want to beat these guys. We all want something to cling on to. It's a big deal around here. We're talking about this game 365 days a year. It's finally here. I don't want to be all doom and gloom. So here's what I'll say to you. Tell me something good. Nobody wants to be in the place where we are right now, which is a horrible way to start what is supposed to be an uplifting <laughs> Can't go anywhere from up Anecdote. from here. <laughs> Nobody wants to be where we are right now. I'm stating the obvious. We are 2-11. and 11. We've never seen ourselves at like 349 or whatever it is in the net rankings. We've never seen ourselves losing to the types of teams that we've lost to. We're about to see ourselves, if I had to, to wager, we're about to see ourselves as a 20-plus point underdog 
to Kentucky for the first time in any of our lifetimes. And we've played some good Kentucky teams and we've had some average Louisville teams. This is going to be a point spread that we've never seen before. Here's the, there's a positive to every negative. There may be it, it may be far outweighed by the negative, but it's still there. The positive in this situation is that we will never have an approach to a rivalry game like this again, where this rivalry game can be downright not fun. I talked yesterday about all the nerves, all the different emotions that are swirling. There's sometimes where the the anxiety that comes along with this game, it outweighs any of the joy or the excitement that comes at least until it's over and you've won, hopefully. There are some times where the game is just, even when you're, it's close, even when you're good, even when they're good, even when you're supposed to win, when you're not supposed to win. There are some times where this game is just downright not fun. We're not going to have those same negative emotions going into this game. We are, we have nothing to lose here. Nothing to lose. If you lose by 40, the college basketball world doesn't really blink. You're going to get some snotty comments from UK fans, but you're going to get that if you if you lose by one. You've got nothing to lose and everything to gain. This would be the, the funniest win in the history of this rivalry. It would be the funniest like single-digit loss in the history of this rivalry. That's what you have to cling on to. We will hopefully never, ever be in this situation again. 12 months from now, I think all of our hope is that the nerves, the good nerves, the excitement, the just the buildup, all that stuff returns. And because we're a competent team that has a realistic shot at winning this game and because there's so much to, to, to be gained and to, to lose, hopefully we'll never be in this position again. But for now, it's the same thing that I said going into the 2018 football game. For now, this is the one thing you get to enjoy. There should be no nerves on your end. I'm sure the juices will start flowing when you flip on the, the TV and you see those two teams heading towards center court at Rupp Arena, or if you're going to the game, God love you, you're going to have the juices flowing when you start walking in there. But for most people, it's going to be a totally different feeling than everything that we're used to in our past 20, 30, 40, 50, 60, 70 years of watching this game. And there's something to be said for not having all of that anxiousness. All of that buildup leading into the game. Embrace it for this one year and then hopefully never have to deal with it again. That's my that's my somewhat positive start to the show today. Does that make sense? In fairness, the only way it could get worse is one loss or no loss. Or no one win or no wins. We literally only have two wins. We can't get much worse. Well, I was just saying on Saturday in general. Oh, okay. like if you lose by 40, it doesn't really. No, let's mean, be real. Yeah, it doesn't change you, anything. You lost by 40 already. If you lose by 10, it almost makes things better. Like that's we, We've never been in this position before going into a Kentucky game. And when you, if we do lose tomorrow, it's still going to hurt. They always hurt. Let, always let's not do. act like they don't. But I think we can all say the blow is not going to be nearly as much of a gut punch as it has been in most years past. Because... Even though Calipari is, is, is what, 11-3 and three against us, you've gotten to the point a lot of times where you kind of just expect the loss to come. It still hurts. Like, like we, we still go into these games hopeful. Most of the time, the point spread has been, you know, four and a half, five and a half, six, right around there when you've had really good Kentucky teams and, and pretty good Louisville teams. And when you lose those games, it's still, it stings. You spend the rest of your day thinking about it. It's, it sticks with you. And you know you're going to hear about it for the next 12 months. With this one, this one, sh- if it happens, again, if you lose, it should be much easier to shake off than just about every other UK loss you've ever experienced as a fan. And look, it's again, it's not where we want to be. Hopefully we'll never be here again. But for right now, 
there's the that's the the take in the given the take of being historically bad. Has it been probably what crumbs last year? Maybe that we went into a game where like yeah we we were not going to win anyway. I mean, I mean, I've never gone into a game like this. We, I mean, we've never been this bad. We've never had this little hope. Well, again, I, I don't know if Kelly Dickey was able to look it up, but I'm, if we are a 20-point underdog, I believe this would be the first time we've ever had to be a 20-point It's going to have to be, yeah. I mean, I, I don't think – I mean, the 17 was probably a, a school record when we were just, just recently. I mean, I can't think of any other situation, any other matchup where we, we were 20 – we could, no. could go in anything 20-point underdog. I can't imagine. I mean, even in, you know, some of Crumb's last years, I mean, I'm sure we weren't. And even in Patino's first year, I mean, we played number four Cincinnati, but that was at home. So I seriously doubt we were 20 pointer dog at home to them because we weren't that bad anyway. Uh, and we won the game nonetheless. But was that his first year or second year, though? Patino's first year was, was 01 02. That was the year we knocked off Cincinnati at home, right? Oh, they were like number four in the country. Yeah, we yeah. they beat us, and then we beat them. Yeah, yeah. And mean. we lost handily to, to I UK, at, I was and then at, he I was beat at, them the next two I was years. at the game. I should remember. I just can't remember if it was his first year or second year. I walked up and bought tickets like five minutes before tip-off. It was awesome. Well, we beat them both of his first two seasons. We blasted them in his second year when they were number, th- I think, two, and we were number three. But point point is, is that, that we've never been this kind of underdog. I don't think we've ever gone into a game where – I mean, I'm sure, again, we've gone into, I'm sure, UVL games on UVL side where you go – you don't expect to win, but you you you, you kind of hope. I, I will say this to what you said: this is like the one game where you're right. When you walk away with a loss, it'll sting, but it'll sting less than it probably ever has in any other U of UK loss. Yeah, I think that that's fair. I mean, now we lose by single digits; that's going to sting. That's going to make it sting a lot more because then it's going to be like, oh, we came close. But the good thing about that is UK fans are going to be even more pissed than we are about it. Like they're going to they're going to be like, this, it will. Cal's done. We hate him. It'd be as, I guess would it be the closest thing to what we call a moral victory? Yeah, for sure, it would be. I mean, again, because they'll, they'll brag about beating. They're like, you want to beat us by six? The comedic element will be there. Like I said this on the podcast on the Car Chronicle podcast earlier today, and I kind of I don't know if it's entirely true, but. It, like it would be one of Cal's know. biggest losses to Louisville if he only wins this game by single digits. Like I, I think it would hurt more than the the two NIT teams that he lost to Louisville with. Like this would be worse because he needs he needs to start stacking up victories. And, and I don't mean just like W's in the win column, but like he needs to start building back some cachet with his with his fans because their BBN is they've never been this mad at John Calipari before. Not during the nine and sixteen season. Not after you know. Falling short of the, you know, losing to Kansas State in the NCAA tournament when they had a clear path to the Final Four. They've never been this upset with him. And there's a contingent of that fan base that's growing that is kind of resigned to like the game has sort of passed this dude by. Like he's, we're trending towards, it's not this, this bad yet, but we're trending towards end of Denny Crum era at Louisville type decline. You're, you're seeing the, the Athletic had a whole story today. Is John Calipari the Jimbo Fisher of college basketball? And they had quotes from opposing coaches saying, you know, his offense is low blow as they They use the exact same word that that I use to describe his offense, archaic. Like, like it's he's getting passed by. The game is changing. He's not changing with it. They're they're doing the same stuff that he was doing with the Nets, is what a couple of quotes were saying. Of course, that story came out today, and I had I had one former U of L player who was like, That offense is the same thing that we're trying to run right now. And I was like, I was like, oh. I'm aware. Uh, we we see it. We all see it. Um, but like it's the fan base now is latching onto that narrative that the, the game may be passing this dude by, and he's you know even if he gets this, he's got this number one recruiting class coming in next year. He's not going to be able to do much with. It. My point is, I mean, who cares about what's going on with UK? My point is, if he somehow does not beat U of L by a healthy margin tomorrow, that or fan base like 
the fan base is is not going to celebrate a win over Louisville that's by five points. They'll do a little bit of mocking and pointing and laughing at us because we're two and twelve and you know we're at the bottom of whatever. But they're going to be more mad at Calipari than they are joyful about beating their arch rival, which has never been the case in any game before. Like he's got he's got a lot to lose tomorrow. There's no question about it. Unless he loses. Well, that's what that's the ultimate that he would have oh, to lose. That was so beautiful. Uh, the the, the Courier Journal put out, I guess. I mean, what way to perfect way to end twenty twenty two? It would be beautiful in, in the in the year while also ending Cal. The Courier Journal put out today because this this spread is going to be so lopsided. Five times that the underdog prevailed in this series, the five bigger biggest upsets in the modern history of this rivalry, and a few trips down memory lane, January first, nineteen ninety five. I think we all remember this one. Louisville tops number five, Kentucky, 88 to 86. Samaki Walker, one of the greatest individual performances in the history of the rivalry. First triple double in Louisville basketball history 14 points, 10 rebounds, 11 block shots. Watched it in Columbus with my buddy Chris. Dewan Weed had 23 points, kind of forgotten in the, the Samaki Walker uh, triple double. The cars, I mean, were a very healthy underdog in that game that was not a, it was a, a good U of L team that ended up going to the Sweet 16, but not a, Take it back. This was the year before the Sweet 16 run, so n- not a good Louisville team. No, that um, 95 team lost to Lorenzo Wright in, uh, in Memphis State in the first round. Badly, yeah. which he abused. Imagine social media being back around for that, like a rival just blasting you in the first oh, round. Man. That, that, that was a bad. 7-10 matchup. That mistaken. would have been. I think you're correct. That yeah. would have been not a great Louisville team, but they no. beat a a very good Kentucky. It should team. have been a better one. That was not Denny's best job. I think that's fair. Yeah. December 27th, 1997, the game that we've talked about. A lot this week because it's maybe the most parallels to this Saturday's game. A Kentucky team that goes on to win the national title loses to the only Louisville team in the history of the program to lose 20 games. Card shot over 50% from the field. They held Kentucky to 37.5% shooting. Uh, Eric Johnson scored a game-high 20 points. Who could forget Eric Johnson, rivalry hero, uh, led four double-digit Cardinal scores. Kentucky trailed by nine, actually, with 2.23 to go and almost came all the way back. And then Louisville... Uh, Scott Padgett had a chance to tie it with a three-pointer at the buzzer. Came up short. That game had the the Alvin Sims dunk, but underrated in that 95 game was it was Johnson clearing Jeff Shepard and dunking on his head. In that that game. was a good one. B.J. BJ Flynn taking the three-point play. Louisville wins this game in 97, snapping a 39-game home winning streak uh, that UK had against non-conference opponents. Louisville, Louisville then turns right around and loses 13 of their next 18 to lose 20 games for the season. But we'll always have that win. It was nice. That one, yeah, that team wasn't – well, that, was, that wasn't the Elite Eight team. No, that, the next year was – that was the year removed from Elite This eight. was the 20 loss team. Yeah, yeah. That's okay, what I'm talking yeah, about. Yeah. And the UK team that won the national title. This was during classic Holy Trinity playground debates. Like, because this was the year after we'd had – you know, they had gone to the national title game and lost. We'd gone to the Elite Eight. Like, our program was mm-hmm. rising. And I just remember, like – once January or February came around, like on the playground, you know, just UK's rolling. We're losing to Southern Miss and stuff. Like, you know, we're like, well, congrats, best team in the country, second best team in the state. Like, it's all we had to latch on to, and we just we cling to it for life. It's, it's you got to have whatever argument you can have. In we this actually series. did lose to Southern Miss that year. I'm sure we did. No, we lost I, 13 Neil, of our next 18. Neil Reed hit the game winner on us. Was that that season? I remember he, that he, shot. He, that was after he got choked by night and left and went back home to play for his dad at Southern Miss in front of a wild crowd of 263 yeah, people. I was, remember hitting that shot. I'm like, you. <laughs> the very next year, December 18th, 1998, Cards, again, This is Louisville had been at this point in time temporarily banned from postseason play. This was b- before they ended up having that overturn. They played number three Kentucky. They win 83-74. to 74. 
Uh, Marcus Maven has a huge game, 19 points, has the four-point play in the corner. Yep, that was a key play. UK goes 2 of 15 from three. Uh, cards win two in a row, and like two of the more improbable victories Why in recent that, memory. That, that one right there is so significant as well. I don't know. What do you mean? It, 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 it allowed Louisville to have the first football basketball sweep in the rivalry. Oh, nice. Good me, fact. Me and a friend of mine used to bet 50 bucks on each game. And then it didn't happen again for like 15 years. Yeah. And then so we would, so long story short, you win the sweep, you get 100 bucks, right? And uh, he, uh, he he actually never paid me. This just goes up, you say. But uh, he, I do have a picture of him still wearing a little uh, big foam hat and holding a broom. Nice. <laughs> to this day, I wish I could find that Polaroid, actually, because I wanted to put it on a T-shirt. <laughs> nice. Um, clearly, the, the, the key element to every big Louisville upset is UK can't beat Louisville teams that go on to lose 20 games. It's never happened before. <laughs> it's never happened before. <laughs> We've already got 11 losses now. We're trending in that direction. I don't know. Does it make you feel better about tomorrow? It's history. They've never they, they've never beaten Louisville since the pandemic started, and they've never beaten a Cardinal team that goes on to lose 20 games. I feel good about this. Uh, the only other upset that they list uh, from a Louisville standpoint, because they list the 2013-14 game, which I don't want to talk about. Um, Wait a how is that an upset? On, well, I said, I, Kentucky beat us. We were favored in 2014, and then they beat, oh, okay, they okay. beat us. They list the NCAA tournament game, the Sweet 16 game, because it's been rare for Kentucky to upset Louisville because they've been favored so many times in the last you know, well, the dream the Calipari era. Been, quote, upset. Wouldn't it have been? We were, we were favored. We were probably favored in 83, I would yeah. think. Yeah. Uh, but the only other game to talk about from a Louisville perspective, December 28th, 2002, the second Rick Pitino versus Kentucky game. Um, the, the year after that, they beat a number one ranked Kentucky team. But in 2002, they beat a number 14 ranked Kentucky team, and they beat them badly. Uh, the Cards had only lost once going into the game. Kentucky had lost twice. Louisville wins by 18. Otis George goes nuts. It's incredible. We're loving it. Uh, Ellis Miles has a big game, too. 11 points, 14 rebounds. Marvin Stone uh, has was, 16 points to lead all scores. I was going to ask if that was the Marvin Stone game. I couldn't remember. I always get them mixed up. Yeah, yeah. He, was, he, he was great in that game, RIP. I'm, uh, I'm for, I've forgotten big clog in this rivalry. For I mean, sure. I mean, somebody just gets kind of overlooked and forgotten, unfortunately. He was such a quiet kid, though. He, he was, it would have been better if you'd had you know, a key guy transferring from one of these programs to the other if they were more of like a, a bombastic figure. Like, yeah. You know, Throwing L's down or throwing K's down or doing whatever. Like, Marvin Stone was such a quiet, nice big guy he that he was. just, you know, UK fans were like, they were, ha they also were kind of happy to see him go. They said he was too soft and all this stuff. He, so, well, yeah, he did, I mean, it's safe to say he underachieved. He wasn't great. The, 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 yeah, for what he was, he was expected of him. We did, like, during the, it was a nice little piece for us. I mean, During the pandemic, we did this like thing where we like a rewatchable series for the podcast. We'd go back and we tell everybody watch this game, kind of like we did with football this off season. Yeah, and well, twice. The first time we both did it, the second time <laughs> just me. But we did the the Marquette 2003 game where Reese Gaines hits the crazy shot from way deep to to win it in the the closing seconds. Is that the the okay the, okay no the the, the, the Diener trade off was the uh, Francisco game right. No, Diener, they won at Freedom Hall a few weeks later. Um, this, this was the Diener. Diener okay. has a three to tie. Three, okay. Gaines he, comes down and hits the shot. He nails the three to top of the and game. Then they have a, yeah. Yeah, yeah. We end up winning the game. But the, the, my biggest takeaway when we were doing that was how bad our big men were. Like <laughs> You're watching this, and you're like, oh, my God. Like Kendall Dartez, oh, wow. horrible. I mean, yeah. Marvin Stone could not have been softer. Like He played well in this Kentucky game, and I think it overshadows a little bit of the fact that he was still – as much of a disappointment as he was at UK, he was not exactly a fantastic player at Louisville. No, no. Um, he, he, you can see why UK fans were upset with him. But in this game, on this day, 
he got his he got his revenge, scoring 16 points and leading the Cards to an 18-point win. It didn't stop him from fighting tooth and nail to keep him from coming to Louisville, though. Oh, yeah. I mean, it was, a, it was a, certainly a big thing. You're right. It is kind of a forgotten. Kids today don't know enough about Marvin Stone. I mean, seriously. I mean, he was he was a huge recruit. He's from Georgia, I believe, right? I have, oh, I have no idea. I want to say Georgia. I could be wrong on that. I probably am. And, yeah, just uh, – but, I mean, he was – yeah, very good. You said he would quietly put up six points and five rebounds or something. He, you know, was expected to do double doubles and not very the most lateral quick. Doesn't have the most lateral quickness and was, like you said, very soft, kind of unspoken, uh, soft spoken as well. But I can't imagine everything you just described him is exactly what people are like. He's the nicest guy alive, but just quiet. Like didn't like a whole lot of con. The least Rick Pitino player. Oh yeah, made, I can't imagine how mean Rick he was. He needed a big him. man. He'd he been, did. He'd been he burned. Was, he'd been. He'd lost like six straight big men going straight to the NBA. We ended up using Kendall Dartez more than yeah, he used Marvin Stone. He he got tired of every every big man he kept getting kept just bouncing to the NBA out of high school. So he was like, you know what? I'm just I'll take this one from Kentucky. <laughs> I can't imagine how mean Rick was to him. Like I, I guarantee it was just it was bad in practice. Like this is this is bad. So great. Just the a trivia question. The only two players I guess to play technically. I mean maybe there's. In the back in the forties, we don't know that forty one team is so infamous. But had to be the forty one team. Whatever, yeah. whatever you're about to say, it was I the forty one team to play for both U and UK or Marvin Stone and Zan Payne. No, we looked into it because yeah, we asked Kelly Dickey. There was another guy, but it was it was it was like a 36, 1936 oh, okay, player. Okay, okay. I think transferred from UK to U of L too, right. and like yeah, it was, so there are three. So that's not bad. Stone's really the only notable player yeah, to make well, that switch. Yeah, obviously, and this was his moment. This was the defining moment of the Marvin Stone. Era, That's if you want to call it. highlight of his career, probably. Probably was. Probably was. Pro-M collegiate. <laughs> uh, let's take our first break. When we come back, we can talk a little bit about the – a little bit about the X's and O's for tomorrow's game. Just be, I say a little bit not because I don't want to, which I don't. I really don't want to. But, I've, I've talked X's and O's enough. With I know. Today. But but I think that people also don't really want to hear it. But we can briefly talk about points of emphasis in this game. What maybe, maybe, maybe can open a slight door for Louisville to keep this thing closer than uh, anybody's going to predict. And then we'll get yeah. to the Thornton text line at 502-414-1450. It's the Mike Rutherford Show. Last show of 2022 here on 1450 and 96.1, the Big X. I like it. Gonna be rocky today. It's gonna be a lot of rocky. Okay, I don't hate it. I mean, Rocky over. I mean, is there a better underdog story? Little Giants. Yeah, can you name me one song from that? <laughs> the Little Giants score. <laughs> Just play the, it's the theme from Little Giants. I did watch Above the Rim last night. I like Above the Rim. I like the Nutso. Yeah. Who the hell plays basketball on a roof? Don't worry about it. I mean, seriously. Yeah. I mean. I've seen basketball courts in many places. Above the Rim soundtrack, fantastic. Oh, I almost, I, that was... I couldn't help but notice your pain. Share it with me. Very close to being today's soundtrack was Above the Rim. Really? Very close. He goes, he goes to Georgetown. <laughs> Go Hoyas. 
I like how that's like the only place he's getting a scholarship to. Too. Yeah, the like the biggest program in America at that point in time. Well, was it when did when did a brother come out? Was it, it was 90- early nineties? So he was ba- he, he was trying to be Allen Iverson. Yeah, I think it was ninety six, probably right. Maybe. Oh, I think no, because Tupac died in ninety six. Oh, that, that's a good point. So it's probably ninety four. I, I was gonna say it was ninety three, ninety two. Maybe even so, yeah, because Georgetown still would have been relevant. Uh, 94. 94. Okay, 94, okay, yeah. It's, Georgetown, this would have been right after Iverson. That was, well, that was Iverson's freshman year. So this was perfectly or, on the Iverson. Or right time. before his freshman year because he was in the 96 draft. It's the Iverson morning era. Yeah. Where Georgetown well, is getting morning, yeah. they're getting cool players. They're, they're still very relevant. They're not winning national titles. Well, Iverson was the last player they got. Yeah, but this yeah. is that time. This, yeah, is, yeah. This, is, this is the time. Yeah. Um, because you talk about people adapting like Calipari. One thing that uh, two player people that didn't adapt to the three-point line were Denny Crum and John Thompson. Yeah, he was refusing to budge. I mean, they did not want – and John Th- John Thompson doesn't really fall – he kind of fell backwards, obviously, in Iverson. I'm sure everybody knows Iverson's mm-hmm. story in Virginia and so on and so forth. And, I mean, he doesn't get Iverson. Well, I was the end of that, that tale for John Thompson. It still kind of was. I mean – I mean, even even the Iverson era, yeah, wasn't they weren't even, great. Yeah, they went to the. Did they go to Elite Eight? Maybe Sweet Sixteen? I think. Did no, they? they had to go to Elite Eight. You think? I think they went Elite Freshman or one of those two because he played two years there. He did. I remember them underachieving though. Like they did oh, in they respect did. To, like their expectations with him. I mean, a lot, now Alonzo was the number one seed. They him. made it to the second round his freshman year. Okay. No, I take it back. They went to the Sweet Sixteen his freshman year and the Elite Eight his. I they went to Elite Eight. But both those teams lost. I mean. They lost ten games and nine games. That's Big East was tough. Big East was tough. Who did they lose to Elite Eight? Did they say? You looking at a bracket or anything? That in ninety six. Yeah, I guess so. Oh no, ninety six would have been. It wasn't Kentucky because Kentucky beat Wake Forest? No, when they, they were a two State? seed, they lost to UMass. UMass by uh, twenty four. Oh, oh wow. <laughs> Eighty six, sixty two. In fairness, that was a better UMass team. Yeah, that was the well, full the, circle to Cal Perry, by the way. Full circle to Cal Perry. <laughs> look, look at what the show did. Now his. Second, his first year, they went to the Sweet 16. They weren't as good. The 95. They were a six seed at large. They they got they played that Weber State team that pulled the upset of Michigan State. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Got lucky there and then got beat pretty handily by North Carolina, who's a two seed who ended up beating Kentucky in the Elite Eight. The Weber beat North Carolina in the first round, right? Weber beat Michigan State. Michigan State. Weber did beat – North Carolina lost – to Weber, to yeah, Weber, on, on that alley-oop a under, different yeah, year, yeah, where he caught it underneath. Uh, it's the guy that played for the Detroit Pistons for years. I forget his name now. No, I do. He ended up, the guy that did that ended up playing for the – he was like a, kind of a bulldog player. You Yesterday we were talking on the show out at Oxmoor Ford. Thanks to those guys for having us out. We were talking about your anticipation level rising for this game. You, you're finding yourself getting more excited as the game gets closer, not necessarily because you think that Louisville has more of a shot to win, but just because it's the Louisville-Kentucky game, damn it. We – Get excited about this game regardless of the circumstances. It's coming. It's here. We're going to get pumped. Are you still in that mindset now as we are? We're we're 20 hours away from tip-off. It's getting closer. Oh, I'm, yeah, I'm excited. I mean, the, the, the excitement is now, though. I mean, now we'll— When you thing, wake up, you're going to be like, oh, yeah. No, no, no. I'll still have excitement when I wake up. I mean, the, the thing is, though, now we'll, I still have that same energy and, and enthusiasm— I don't know, by the first time out. The ruckus. But I, I cannot confirm that. I, will I have it five minutes, two possessions into the game? It's possible. But from now until tip-off, oh, I believe, baby. I believe. And there's nothing more I want than to saute some wildcat. <laughs> you put that thing on a salad, and I will scarf it down. If it, Here's the one thing I can say. Hot, not cold. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> Come on. Nobody likes the cold wildcat. 
the one thing I can say for the, this matchup is if it comes down to a free throw shooting contest, oh boy, we got we got this. <laughs> we got this. <laughs> when you go to Louisville's Ken Palm page, really, I don't know. I've seen Ellis miss a few uh, front, front one and ones uh, every now and then. Hey, we are the only thing that we're in green on Ken Palm because you know, Ken Palm has all the stats and. Bad stuff's in red, good stuff's in green. It varies by shade of color how extreme it is. I had no idea you could even be in purple on Ken Palm this year. I looked at it earlier this season. I'm like, oh, my God, our assist rate's in purple. We've broken this website. Um, that's where we are. Our assist and turnover numbers are, like, deep purple. I didn't know that was even a thing. But the only the greens the only greens that we have on our page are free throws. We're shooting 74% collectively as a team. It's not even that great still. Well, it's top 80 in the country. Is it's, it really? It's the only re- way we're top 80. Kentucky is shooting collectively 66.1% from the free throw line. They are the 307th best free throw shooting team in the country. So That's putrid. You know, block percentage, they're great. Turnover percentage, they're great. Rebound percentage, they're really good, which is where we suck. But if it, if we can find a, an official to call a foul on 85% of possessions, we got a shot. So so you're telling me if the, if the, the three referees we get are Teddy Valentine, Doug Shaw. Who's the roofer guy that they, that sued him? And, and John Higgins. Give me Higgins. So we get Higgins, Shaw, and Valentine for the crew tomorrow. We got a shot, right? Well, Valentine would call stuff against us. He also, like, I feel like he would. Yeah, but they shoot 66% from the free throw line. We okay, yeah, wanna, yeah, there you go. We, 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 wanna, we want as many yeah. fouls as possible. Yeah, we we want it. We want this to come to a foul shooting contest. Give me Aiden McCool using his, fill, his like, full five. And the game's over. You got, yeah, our backcourt is Sam McCool and, and Bain. I'm good with that. <laughs> Ashton Miles DeVore. Ellis played well in this rivalry. Get his son in there. He did. Let's make some stuff happen. Uh, I always forget the fourth walk-on, too. I'm sorry. Uh, the kid from Trinity? <laughs> Nathan McElroy? <laughs> yeah. Gonna get his name right, by God. Caleb Johnson. <laughs> who is? It wasn't somebody who was on the team last year. It's the kid who is the kid who followed Danny Manning from Maryland. Or was that was that Aiden McCool? Dan <laughs> Bain. He's not even like on the like when he listens on like the Google roster. It's not Hersey. No, there's gotta be somebody. I've got to get his name right. He deserves his proper shout out. All right, let's see if let's see if your your hated reference page can help us out here. No, he's actually. I, I think I'm thinking of first. Devin Ree. <laughs> Stop. No, that's it. That's a, those are all the walk-ons. Yeah, I don't see anybody else listed on this. So one. look, we know the roster. Yeah, we're not forgetting anybody. I just want to make sure we didn't leave anybody out. Um, the if we're doing this whole God love Mark story from the, the Lexington Herald Leader, he did the whole thing where it's like. Position by position, who has the advantage? And he didn't just do like Kentucky, 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 which he easily could have. He gave, he said the the matchup is even at the small forward position between Jalen Withers and Chris Livingston, which, okay, I'll take it. Sure. He gave Louisville the advantage at the power forward position between Brandon Huntley Hatfield and Lance Ware. Which kind of makes sense. I mean, Lance Ware is not good. No, it just depends with Huntley. I mean, are we going to get like Huntley Hatfield that's going to try, or are we going to get Huntley Hatfield that, that's going Eeyore on me? Well, I mean, Lance Ware is kind of an Eeyore, too. That's true. He also shoots 40% yeah, from the Yeah, but, but when they're both non-Eeyores, I'll take Huntley Hatfield over Lance, Lance Ware. It's it's not enough of an advantage to really make a difference. But, yeah, I think he's a better player than Lance Ware. But then you, you turn right around after that matchup and you go to center where it's Oscar Sheway versus Sidney Curry. And – Keep in mind, we don't know how Sidney Curry's going to look after a week back home for the holidays. What if Sidney Curry just comes out and just dominates tomorrow? Well, what if he comes like out? 17 and 14 and has like two blocks. And, and, It'd be great. And It'd be great. Sheboy in fact, which this, this part actually is realistic. Can Sheboy in foul trouble early in the game? I'm more worried that he comes out looking like Troy Jackson and we're like, oh my God. 
can't let you can't leave this guy alone well, for that's six the days. Case of following him like you did that kid from EKU Troy. <laughs> Shooting guard Casey Wallace versus Mike James. That's a pretty clear advantage for UK at this point. Casey Wallace has been very good. They give the point guard advantage to Louisville. L. Ellis over Severe Willer, which just goes to show that Severe Willer has not been playing great basketball up to this point. Uh, bench they give the clear advantage to Kentucky, which is I think obvious <laughs> really yeah and then the intangibles that also is going to go to kentucky story only predicts i do love like the people who are who've seen more of kentucky not like the fan media but like mark story a guy who's objective for the lhl uh john clay the the the, the, the riders who have followed this team they're all predicting louisville to cover the spread kind of comfortably story predicts 81 69 and then you look at all the louisville riders and they're it's like 90 to 56 kentucky like it's just both sides who follow this team closely, whether they're, they're fan media or objective media, are just like, we suck more than you think, and you're going to see it tomorrow. Nobody thinks Louisville's going to win, but the Kentucky side thinks it's going to be way closer than the Louisville side does, which is, we've never, like, usually it's the exact opposite. Like, usually when you get the predictions, you'll have, they didn't even do, the, the Courier didn't even do, like, the whole, let's get predictions from all the different media members this year, because I think they, they just assumed it would all be UK by 20 from everybody. Did anyone pick Louisville? They didn't do it. That's what I'm saying. I mean, I wonder. I wonder if anybody would have picked. Louisville. I have not seen anybody pick Louisville, but they you need to pick Louisville just for, just to stir the pot, right? Well, there were years like back in the day where, like you know, I was the back, like the the Homer media, which I am admittedly a Homer in that I, I root for Louisville and I don't try to hide it. But I would still, if I thought Kentucky was going to win, I'd pick Kentucky to win. But there were a couple of years where it was just like. Ramsey, Jody, and and like Howie, who were picking Louisville, and I was like, "Come on, guys! Like, you, you you can't." But like, even in this year, I feel like that wouldn't be the case. I feel like you wouldn't. Everybody would have to pick UK, but I'd like yeah. to see somebody have the stones to pick Louisville. What if I what if I picked Louisville just to cover? What if it's Matt Jones? He's like he's so done with Calipari that he's like, "I'm taking the cards, eighty to seventy two. <laughs> and then he's the only person who's right. It'd be the great win, yeah. But it'd be the only thing that could make a win over Kentucky better would be if Matt Jones called it. I, I can't think of any other – yeah, I can't think of one either. Um, but that's – Other than maybe after the win, Kenny Payne grabs the mic and says, I told you I won those games. He's like, <laughs> this was the plan the whole time. Like, Rupp Arena's throwing stuff at him. He's like, now we're here for good. That would be good. It looks like that wrestling scene where they all throw the chairs in the ring. And exactly, yeah. Flying. <laughs> we're never losing again. You better fire his ass. <laughs> like a Kenny Payne's become Vince McMahon. So. Yeah, he just has that voice. His voice changes. <laughs> he, he, he starts walking off the court, and he, the, the, the PA, no chance. That's what you got. They're like, like who's playing Kenny Payne's music? Who got into the PA system? This is We're in Lexington. Um, I thought Hoops Inside also did a really good job. If you don't follow them, they, they have various writings up about both the Louisville and Kentucky men's basketball teams as the season goes along. And they did kind of a – overview of what's been wrong with both these teams obviously Louisville's problems are more significant than Kentucky's but they do look at keys to the game for both sides and the key for Louisville Mark said this uh if Louisville has any chance to win this game is inside Curry and Huntley Hatfield need to bully their way against Kentucky's lock lack of shot blocking teams don't post up Kentucky much because of Oscar Sheway being down there but Louisville they've got to do it he also says Ellis has to obviously a clear thing. He has to avoid the urge to drive into the lane and get himself into problems there. Kentucky's going to pay a lot of attention to him. This is a game where 
Mike James could have success because he's bigger than Kentucky's guards, and Kentucky's guards are going to be so focused at trying to force turnovers from Mel Ellis. I've been begging for using Mike James on the low block all year. They've been doing a little bit more recently. They have, they have. And I'm not saying you can do it 24-7 in a game, but just four or five possessions, that's all I'm asking, man. On defense, the biggest thing for Louisville, and you can look at the numbers and see this pretty clearly, you got to rebound. The Cards have not been a good rebounding team. Kentucky's the ninth best offensive rebounding team in the country. Most like, of that Sheboy. Sheboy's going to – he's going to do what he's going to – and that's why he's so effective. Like, he is not – I mentioned this yesterday as far as – like Louisville has to double him in the post. He's not great at fighting through double teams when they're – when it's an effective double team. He's not a terrific passer. He's not – even though he worked on the jump shot, he's not a great face-up player. He dominates when he catches the ball in positions to score in the low block and off of offensive rebounds because he's – Bigger, more aggressive, and more athletic than most dudes. But he can be limited in their half-court sets if, if you play him correctly. But if you let him do – I mean, hell, we've let like six six dudes from the Atlantic Sun kill us on the offensive glass. If you let him do what he does best, you've got no shot. If you let Oscar Sheway go nuts and have 20-second chance points on 10 offensive rebounds and 10 dunks, like, that's the game. You've got, you're not good enough to make up that sort of deficiency. The cards have to hit the defensive glass. I think you have to look at guys like Jalen Withers – um, whoever, Mike James, guys who are on the wing, you've got to help out down there. It can't just be Sidney Curry trying to put a body on Oscar Sheway because Sheway's way bigger than he is and way more athletic than he is. Everybody has to go help out. Don't worry about getting out in transition. Just get the defensive rebound because that's where Kentucky can absolutely kill you. And if you have to foul him, foul him. Again, they are a bad free-throw shooting team. If Lance Ware comes down with an offensive rebound and you have the opportunity to foul as opposed to just giving up an uncontested dunk, take his ass. Like, like, don't commit an intentional foul, but make sure you grab that arm. Do not let him get that shot up. Make him go to the free-throw line and Even earn like it. Like when Leon went to the post and above the rim? Yeah. <laughs> We've got 17 big guys. Use those fouls. Make them shoot free-throws. Let Roosevelt Wheeler earn something. Let Rose get out there and play. Let him let him hack some dudes. Like, yeah. Turn it into a foul fast. Make this game as ugly as possible. Because that's the only shot we have at winning. Does that feel about right? Other than maybe not turning the ball over 15 times and hitting a couple threes, yeah. 15. I mean, let's let's be realistic. Let's just try to keep it under 19. <laughs> I know we could keep it to 13 or 14. We've done it twice this year. but And we won one of those games. We did. We, we also we played. We're talking about how well we've played against NC State relative to the rest of the year. That was the we other. still had 19 turnovers oh, and five wow. assists. Or four assists. Good Lord. I, listen, I'm not – it's hard enough I'm asking for less than 15 turnovers, okay? I'm not I'm not going to dare ask for more than six assists. The 15 for 23 three-point shooting against Western was good. We may need to be even better. If we can go 30 of 40 from three, I we got a shot here. I mean, just think 1985 Villanova versus Georgetown. Be perfect. Be perfect. Go out there and be perfect. I mean, maybe not. Maybe Turn the shot clocks off so we can use a lot of clock. Maybe don't have the same, you know, halftime party in the locker room as Villanova did. But pre-game party, pre-game party, post-game party, timeouts. I mean, just whenever there was a chance and a, and a moment to sniff. But you know, I mean, maybe after the game we give about forty. You can, but but not but not beforehand. Everything else, do what Villanova did. I got. They beat Patrick Ewing. Yeah, they did. Yeah, we can beat Oscar Sheepway. Same thing. I got asked this question earlier today. I want, I want to pick your brain, and I'll tell you what I said. Would you Two scenarios here. One, would you rather beat Kentucky tomorrow, which we can all agree would be the funniest result probably in the history of the rivalry from our standpoint. Oh, the, yeah, no doubt, actually. You beat Kentucky, or you win like two more regular season games, but you somehow win the ACC tournament, five games in five days. Which of those would you prefer? 
How many games the you're going to win? <laughs> I mean, for your bet, you should be taking the ACC tournament. I don't think the ACC tournament counts, does it? You guys never. You, you guys said everything counts. That oh, was. Did we? You keep saying that it, you guys both agree. You know what? I bleep it. I'd pay five hundred bucks to make them squirm, man, for beating him in a two-win season. Let's beat Kentucky. You going for the Kentucky game? I'd drop five bucks. Oh, I'm man. going ACC tournament. No. Imagine this scenario, though. If we're talking about commit, because beating UK is is funny. But imagine we can't, are the, can't my, can't both happen in some way or another. Yeah, but th- that's not the hypothetical. Oh, that's true. I mean, if we could win out hypothetically, but that's not what we're talking about here. <laughs> imagine we we win like one more game in the regular season. We're one and nineteen in the ACC. We beat Georgia Tech or something. We lose to Kentucky. We've we got three wins. Tech, right? I mean, We've got three wins going into the conference tournament. We become the ACC champions, and the ACC does not re- recognize regular season champions. So we are the ACC champions. And we're a 16 seed that has to play in the first four in Dayton. Objectively hilarious if we're playing like, you know, Grambling State or whoever wins the MEAC or the SWAC because they always put one of the HBCUs in the first four. We're playing that team in Dayton. Rematch against AM. Four AM. We're we're running it back as the ACC champions. I think first of all that would be if we somehow won those from that Tuesday to that Saturday night would be one of the. All time most fun stretches. We take like the, the worst season of all time and end it with one of the funnest weeks of all time in the history of the program. Like that, that would be great. I mean, I talk about that that night was ninety one ninety. I get the years mixed up because of the, the the switching of seasons. But when Louisville had their Crum had his first losing record, and we went to the Metro tournament as the lowest seed, and we knocked off Southern Miss and Clarence. This would Weatherston. be slightly different. We now we got to the conference finals. Now in that one, we got smoked by Florida State, I believe. But and that was a team that was like fourteen and fourteen. We're talking about a team that would be three and twenty-eight. <laughs> It'd be a little bit different. Oh, I mean, you know, Brandon Huntley Hatfield, Cornelius Holden. I mean, there's similarities. Okay, now the second question: Would you rather beat UK and then lose out, zero and twenty in the ACC, lose the first game of the ACC tournament, or lose to Kentucky but have a respectable showing in the ACC, say win six games, go six and fourteen? Finished with eight wins of the year. Which of those do you like more? I feel like respectable already left the building. Well, more respectable than going <laughs> zero and twenty. <laughs> Six wins is not. We wouldn't game. finish last in the ACC. I understand you look at me and you think this guy's got low standards, <laughs> but six wins is barely respectable. I mean, come on. Respectable relative to what we're all predicting right Respect now. Respect yourself. Um, this makes me think of the. When we played Kentucky in the football of the year, and the UK fans were like, "We beat you all. I don't care. If we win another game all year." And then they didn't. They went one and ten. Um, you know what? I, I'll say take the Kentucky win. Same. Um, this this one I go with UK because winning six games or winning three games Changes or winning zero nothing. games, nothing. But what does what what is what does happen in this scenario is if we go zero and twenty in the ACC and we beat Kentucky. Yeah, it becomes even funnier. I mean, it becomes just even funnier. Yeah, that, I, in this scenario, I'm going with beating UK and losing out. I mean, because it's like, it's like it was, it's the equivalent of like Louisville not making tournament last year, but then Kentucky getting beat by St. Peter's in the first round. It was yeah, so great. Yeah, it, it's kind of the same thing. It's like, oh, we 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 weren't there. Were you? I didn't see you there. Were you there? We, I'm looking around. Where, where'd y'all go? But if we could go to the NCAA tournament after entering March with three total wins, oh no, the best I'm part, taking that. Best part would be if we did. We did do that, and the first four were playing one of the teams that beat us early this season. Would it be Lynn's Grove? It had to be probably like, I mean, Bellarmine's the lowest rate, but they can't play. They can't play. I mean, I guess App State would be the one. <laughs> I mean, none of those teams probably would be in the Which first one? four. Which one? There's like four of them you can pick from, man. 
App State, by the way, is currently seven and seven. They lost their first conference game to Marshall by twenty six. They could win their conference tournament though. They could. They. I mean, well, all these teams. Look at this win scenario we're talking about. We're not even seven and seven. All, none of these teams are good. That's the, that's the thing about losing. We didn't lose to like, you know, future conference champions that are going to have gaudy records. We yeah. lost to a bad. Like none of these teams are above five hundred right now in their own conference. No, overall. Okay. <laughs> well, in fairness, some of those teams do play a lot of actually good Power Five teams, other than us. Okay. Well, Wright State's zero and three in their conference. Well, They're I mean, seven and seven overall. They just lost to NKU. By 14. App State just lost their conference opener by 26. <laughs> Bellarmine has beaten, I think, one other Division One team besides us. Liberty beat them by 17 in their conference opener. Did they? Like, we've lost to bad, bad low majors and mid-major teams. Lipscomb, I don't know what they're – they're probably the best one out of that group. And yeah, they're, they're not good. they record, didn't they? They're 8-5 and five right now. All right, see? Their most recent game is still the win over Louisville. They haven't played – they play Stetson tonight. They haven't played in 10 days. They just dropped the mic. I wonder, if they got a, I wonder if they got a full week off. They just called it. They're like, we're done. <laughs> we just beat Louisville. Hey, it's the worst Louisville team. I don't care. We don't care. We beat Louisville. We're good to go. So we'll play Lipscomb. We'll get revenge in that one in the first lead eight. No, Lipscomb's the best. They wouldn't be in the first four. If they, oh. if they win their conference tournament, they're going to the, the main draw. Okay, if App State correct. wins or Wright State, I think we have a chance of playing them in the first four. Who's the one seed we'd get after we beat our, win our 16 first four in? I want Kansas. <laughs> Bring them on. Who beat, us, who beat us the worst in, in Maui? Um, oh, Texas Tech. To yeah. me, it was Texas Tech. They're not going to be a one seed, though. No. Well, hell, none of those teams are going to be a one seed. But in seed. fairness, Texas Tech just matchup-wise was just a worst nightmare for us. God, they were. I mean, a physical defensive team that's going to play hard-nosed. I mean, that's – we had no prayer. What if we got Kentucky? That's what I'm saying. Texas would be a horrible matchup. I don't know how where they're going to be. They could be a one at this point. But What if we beat Kentucky, lost out, won the ACC tournament, and then beat Kentucky again in the main draw in a 116 game? Oh, my Lord. It, it would devour the 2014 hurt from losing both those games. I, I kid you not, that might be better than sex in my life. This is what we have to talk about. <laughs> Less than 24 hours until the actual game. This is these are the things that we have to hypothesize about because we've once again, as you always say, sometimes dreamland is better than reality. Hey. You got to live there a little bit. You, you know, you know what Pete's dad says. Dreams are what makes life taller. I like how he's becomes become Jimmy Stewart. He's got he's got a cigarette in his mouth. Rudy. <laughs> uh, let's take we'll, we'll, we'll hit the text lineup we'll hit the text lineup after the break at 502-414-1450 before we take our first break though reminding you about First Bankers Trust First Bankers Trust they're going to work with each client individually to help you meet all of your financial goals not just some of your financial goals not just a few of your financial goals all of your financial goals they do so by offering a wide range of services including investment management trust and estate services philanthropic services financial planning and much, much more. Learn about those services at firstbankerstrust.com. Keeping rivalry games close, pulling upsets, making money, keeping money, making more money. It all starts with one word, trust. That's the key over at First Bankers Trust. Go to firstbankerstrust.com for more. We'll take a break. Text line coming up after the after the break in hour number two. Keep it locked right here on 1450 The Big X.
was wondering if you're gonna play this. Are there any other? I, I'm curious now to hear your last three songs because I can't think of any other like big underdog movie songs, like montage songs that pop right out to you. These, I mean, these are the first ones that you think of. Yeah, yeah. I don't. I mean, well, I do have and the Little Giant score, of course. Score <laughs> from Little Giants, that infamous song. Now, now I kind of want you to play it. Is there really even a score from Little Giant? There has to be. There's music in the film. There is music. Can you name one song? No, it's just. I'm sure it's just. It, it no, doesn't have, have songs. No, they have to have like actual doesn't have songs. Words. They have a montage. At I some bet it's point, just a right? score. I bet it's just a score. I bet they just have like some. Like just play that. I want to hear that. That's the flashback stuff from Scooby Doo. Whoa, Wayne's World. Also, something of an underdog story in its own right. I wouldn't mind hearing that. There's a dog. There, a talking dog, which is. A true underdog story. Um, there's got to be. I've watched Little Giants like just a few months ago again. For the there's music time. in there somewhere. There's got to be. Because there's, there's a montage at some point, right? Mighty Ducks works. Uh, and Good work. I'm not. There, okay. No hints. I'm uh, trying to think of uh, other ones. And then there, the other two, I think, are. Well, one is just a song that always reminds me of, of, of this rivalry. For, and it is off of a movie soundtrack. Okay. Uh, and then the other one is just a uh, get pumped up song. Okay, I like that. That, Ro- isn't, that isn't by John Caffrey. Before we go to the Thornton Sex Line, 502-414-1450, we should mention uh, Louisville women's basketball team takes care of business last night at home against a good Syracuse team. The Cards win 86-67. to Haley Van Lith was the star of stars. She scored 24 points, had six assists and five rebounds, 9 of 14 from the field. They also celebrated her hitting 1,000 points for her for her career, which was awesome. Um I thought it was really, really cool, too. Narika Kono's family was in from Japan. She hit a three. They went crazy. That was a cool moment. But the thing that jumped out to me about this game, Syracuse had a guard score 27 points, which you know what that means. Welcome to Louisville next year. She's playing for us next year. There, there's no like, – Jeff Walls is like, hmm, good little player. Tisha Hyman scoring 27. She's going to look great in red and black next season. This is what we do. You uh, have been, how is the Florida State transfer looking? She's good. Okay. She's she's really good. They're all really good. I mean, Kristen Carr has been playing fantastic. She was the ACC Player of the Week um, last week. She's very good. They, they've the transfers look. Jeff Walls kills it in the transfer portal. This is who he is. This is what he does. He's going to he's going to roll. Um, but and I assume next season he's going to be bringing in somebody from the ACC again. This is just they had Emily Angsler, who was a transfer from Syracuse, Syracuse who was yep. one of our best players last year. She came back last night for the game, surprised the team, uh, showing up in the locker room. That was cool. Also, She's kind of a big middle finger to Syracuse. Yeah, which was great. Uh, she is. She was a, a top five draft. Top five, yeah, so yeah. Uh, Thornton Sex Line five zero two four one four fourteen fifty. We'll take some thoughts from you guys now. God, my voice. I don't know what's going on. That's twice you. I know you gone Peter it's Brady just, on me. It's I'm, I'm getting worried about the game. I guess I don't know what's I mean, going on. Maybe you're just resorting back to like, you know, pretty early early year Mike when we had, when we had when we were relevant and had a chance to win. It's happened ever since I got sick. Like my voice is just kind of it, it sounds different. Period, which is apparently is a thing for for people, and like the voice cracking for the first time since I've been like 14 years old, it just it happens. It's so bizarre. Yeah, puberty's rough on him. It is. I'm, I'm I'm going back to puberty. Not a happy time. Instead <laughs> of like midlife crisis, you're just going backwards. Now I'm looking back at the text line, and TJ Walker texted in during Spears on Sports just to say Happy New Year, Johnny. He has not texted in to wish us Happy New Year since our show started. He has not. He hasn't. Even, when's the last time he even texted us? It's been a well. He texted about you saying 
we threw him into the woods last week instead of we threw him to the wolves. So the only thing he's texted, uh, so he's giving happy New Year's and high fives to everyone else, and he's just making fun of me and on this show. Basically. Sounds about right. Yeah. Um, Texture says, I, for one, am shocked that anonymous coaches are lining up to bash Calipari. They are. That's what's happening. I mean, are you shocked that they're being anonymous? Most of them have no problem telling him to, that they don't like him. They're staying anonymous. I mean, most, the only coaches that like him are the ones on his bench, right? And Larry Brown. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm somewhat not joking, but and I. And our head coach. I mean, yeah, I guess in our head. Yeah, you're right. In our head coach. K Payne did the thing again today. He, I thought his press conference today was actually pretty good. It didn't make me feel better about the game, but he was t- telling stories about, you know, he knows how much this means to everybody. He didn't try to do the whole, it's just another game, we're just getting through it. He was like, you know, this is the game. He told the story about how when he first got to Louisville, they're playing pickup at Crawford Gymnasium, and he was like one of the guys who was around the program. I don't even remember his name, which I love is a perfectly 80s basketball style. Like one of those guys that you just happen to see hanging around all over the place, which is a, a thing in basketball circles for sure. He brings over all the UofL players and says to them, you know, you guys can lose every game this year, but you can't lose to Kentucky. And Kenny Payne says, he's like, I, I'm like, who is this guy? Say, we, you know, we're not, we don't want to lose any game. We, we think we're going to be pretty damn good. And he's telling us it's okay to lose as long as you don't lose to UK. And he said that's the first time it really got embedded in me, just how big of a deal this is to people. And he didn't try to shy away from it. He told, he told good to stories. He did in 86, but we won the national that's okay. title, so it's all good. He did, he, he did kind of reiterate the same phrase that he's been using a few times, which is like, I just want to win this game by one point and then get out of there. I'm like, well, I want to win by 1,000 points, Kenny. Like, that's, that's fine. But if you – like – just say you want to beat him. Like, John Calipari wants to win by more than one point. He's made that very apparent in, in the last 13 years. Like, just, I get that you coach there. I get that you like them. But we don't. Just don't, you know, keep that one to yourself. What's Kenny's record versus Kentucky as a player? One and three? I don't. I've got no idea. I know he lost 86, 88, and 89. Texas says the rumors going around that TJ Capers, who's a top 10 class of 2024 edge rusher, might be committing in the upcoming weeks. A few crystal balls have been put in as well. What are your thoughts? He is a... Five-star linebacker. He's one of the top ten overall players in the class of 2024. He recently announced his top five programs, which are, I'm doing this off the top of my head, I think Louisville, Georgia, USC, Colorado, and somebody else really good. Maybe Oregon? I can't. I can't. The fifth one escapes me. But maybe Miami because he's, he's from that area. And there have been two crystal ball projections saying that he's going to go to Louisville. If he does, I mean, that's a, a gigantic win. I mean, he's the real deal that he would be the highest the rated effect. He'd be the highest rated recruit to ever commit to us. Um, which, effect in, all, in all its glory, my friends, everybody wants to come play defense for Jeff Brom. Just what we matter. said was going to happen. Just what we said was going to happen. I mean, they, they've seen what we can do with, a, with, with an offensive, uh, my um, offensive coaches D. Mm. <laughs> mm. And, and you think, you think I wasn't ready for it. You think Saturday's impressive. I wasn't ready for it. Oh, wait do you meet Jeff Brahms, baby. I wasn't ready for the comment this time. <laughs> Casting three-legged race by himself. Yeah, he has. <laughs> he's picked up two commitments, uh, two predictions in the last 48 hours to Louisville. And again, he would be the highest rated commit in the history of the football program. Five-star kid, top 10 in the class. Almost sometimes. Say what? 
feel like this is repetitive. Like each year, I feel like we're, we're going after what's going to now be our top rated player. Trevor, he's the fifth rated overall player in the class of 2024. Oh, that just gave me wood. There's nobody who would be even close. For comparison's sake, Ruben Owens, who we went crazy about, who was the highest rated player at the time to commit, was 91st in, in yeah. the highest ranking. This is a top five overall player who's saying, I might come to Louisville, not Alabama, not Ohio State, not USC, not Oklahoma, not wherever. That's a incredible deal. If, if well, Jeff Brom's able to get De- that done, DeAndre Moore's like, in the, like he's in like the the thirties, right? I think or something. No, he he's like top three hundred. He oh. would have been the fourth highest rated player in our class. But I mean, but, but as a position, you said this guy's number top five. Moore was overall wasn't in, when he where was he in the top? He was like two eighty something. Oh, he's that high? Yeah, okay. I thought he was a lot lower than that. No, I mean Owens was the highest rated player in the class before he decommissioned. He was the only guy who was top one hundred. I know I've probably asked this before, but I always, I always think, where was Peanut ranked when he came in? He was, I mean, he was not Cause higher he was rated. Because like he was a five-star, though, wasn't he? He was five-star in one service, four in the others. Oh, well, yeah. He was the highest-rated defensive recruit at the time to ever commit to us. I think that's changed in recent years. But he was, Michael Bush is still the only five-star, consensus five-star consensus ever committed. Consensus five-star, okay. And he was, again, not like a top 50 guy. He was back into the top 100, I think. We have not gotten a top five player overall to class to, to ever commit to Louisville football, which I think probably should have been known before then. But if we have to say it, yeah, he's it would be a big deal to land TJ Capers if he does commit to Louisville. But I think we're all like, you know what the reaction will be if it happens is, is especially since we wound up losing Ruben Owens, we lost DeAndre Moore. It'll be like, great. Talk to me when he signs in a year. Like, like that will be what everybody says. And I understand that. But also having a top five overall player, five-star linebacker from the heart of Miami, put a Louisville hat on at a press conference would be a pretty cool thing. So we'll keep an eye on that. Texture just says, beat UK, beat UK, beat UK, and then brat UK in the middle. <laughs> that <laughs> it had five beat UKs, a brat UK, then one last beat UK, just the obvious typo, and then says, putting, I'm putting $200 money line on UofL basketball. Hell yeah. God love you. God, the spread's not even out. I mean, I wonder if the money line will be probably plus four, maybe four something. I mean, if they're going to be a twenty point underdog. I'm guessing they're going to be. My guess is twenty two is what it opens at. You're twenty two point underdog. I mean, on the road, yeah, you got to be. It's going to be well, maybe not four. It'll probably be plus like three, maybe three fifteen, three ten. Whatever it is, you can make solid money you if you're if you're willing to put two hundred dollars yeah. on it. You're gonna you're making you're gonna make, you're gonna make a nice chunk of change. Texas says, has Curry taken a single three pointer? Since posting that one video over the summer, <laughs> is it time to give the big guy the green light? Why the hell not? I don't think he has, has he? No, he hasn't come. I, I don't know if he's taken a jumper since the season started. Taking a floater here and there. Yeah, but not like a, not like an 18-foot jump shot where he's facing the basket and like lines up and lets it fly. If he has, I'm assuming it hasn't gone well. But we may need that. Like, remember the whole remember the the Baylor philosophy that Jeff Walls had in that 2013 game where it was like we got people that have taken two threes. We're still letting them let it fly. Like our center shooting threes now. Everybody's shooting threes. I'd be fine if we did that tomorrow. It's not going to happen, but I'd be fine if we've got like Sidney Curry just launching from thirty feet. The first you ever see it, he's never taken a three at Louisville. This is the moment. <laughs> this is the moment where that needs to change. I find that hard to. Believe. I could have swore he had chucked one up at some point. Texas, forget the three. Maybe we should try utilizing the dunk shot. Dunks are good. Curry might want to worry about making dunks before he worries about making threes. I'd like to have somebody ask that to Kenny Payne in a press conference. Like, why aren't you dunking more? Dunks are the highest. According to my research, 
dunks are one of the highest, if not the highest, percentage shot in all of basketball. If you dunked more, my projections say your field goal percentage would be much higher than the, I don't know, whatever it is, 16.2% that it is right now. You word it like a Peggy Hill thing. In my opinion. In my opinion. The dunk is the one of the more high profile. How high? Your field goal percentage, which currently is ranked 326th on Ken Palm, would go up significantly if more of the shots that you were taking were dunks. So maybe let the guys dunk more. I'm a little surprised that you bring that. You said that just, and I didn't see today's press conference, but I'm a little, I was a little surprised no one asked Kenny about his technical foul after the NC State game. It did not come. I think people have kind of already forgotten that game. Yeah, but, and, but I mean, no one even brought it up even in the post game. He did get asked the question. I'm a little surprised. I mean, because it's kind of, I mean, I, I remember thinking now, I know we haven't had a chance to talk much about it, and it's become sporadically because of the, the gap with Christmas and everything, but I did, you just saying that, asking him a question maybe reminded me of that. But, no one he, brought it up. He did get asked the question that I think most Louisville fans wanted to hear. Uh, Matt McGavick did it, basically saying, like, you know, what was up with the, the gap on the holiday? Like, you know, what, what were you trying to accomplish? Like, so the way that he phrased it, which was different than what Danny – maybe Danny Manning wasn't supposed to realize just – reveal just how long this team was off because Kenny Payne was like, we wanted to give him two, three days off to go in for the holidays and then get back at it. I'm like, well, Dan, Danny Manning said we were off for, like, 13 days. Um, but – Matt McGavick tried to ask him about, you know, your philosophy on the holidays, like what what you tried to accomplish. Did you think that the a mind reset happened, all that good stuff? And Payne just would not answer the question. Like he he went into he started talking about it and then just went into like, we've got to be tough if we want to beat Kentucky. You know, we've got to have that mental toughness. Like we're trying to get that instilled in our guys. It just was a a total non-answer. I'm like, okay, well, heard about the toughness after every loss this year. It's been a theme basically since Rick Pitino left. Remember Chris Mack? That was his thing. He's like, we just got to get tougher. I'm like, at some point, I need more than that. I need to hear more. And this is when we were, like, good. So, <laughs> it's especially not playing well when you're 2 and was so long ago. It was so long ago. I remember those days. I miss Chris Mack calling our guys the P word on national TV. <laughs> Texas is important. I'm the one who texted this time last year the idea to make the Trevor Sangs calendar Yesterday, your random day example, Tuesday, June 3rd, is my birthday. What I'm saying is I deserve a free signed copy and maybe potentially royalties when this project makes you rich. That is kind of a wild thing. Remember yesterday, because we were talking about how you, you'd messed up two sayings. They still kind of meant the same thing, but they weren't, and, you know, they weren't great Trevorisms. And I was like, they can't all be superstars. Like, you need, you need some sayings that are just okay for, like, like, like June 3rd. the woods. And it happened to be the guy who gave us this idea for the calendar. It's his birthday. That's incredible. I mean, it's, it's fitting that one of my former producers who in here who would used to do the Yates word of the day with me on Wednesdays where he'd teach me a new word every Wednesday. It's amazing that that didn't catch on. It's amazing how little <laughs> yeah. that s- seemed to have stuck with you over the years. A few of them I think I picked up and learned. I, can't, I don't remember them off the top of my head now, but, you know, when, if I hear it, it'll, it'll ring a bell. Because now we have you saying things. What, what did you say earlier this week? What was like? I mean, <laughs> currency as far as like, like currency, not meaning in terms of coin, I'm but still, in the present moment was no, how you said currency. Cu- currency is it's, it's it's a past tense of the current moment. <laughs> what it is is not a word. It's the what's way that currently you're using going it. on. The jury's still current, out. Current, current. The jury's not out yet. <laughs> that would I think I got right still. You didn't. <laughs> Whatever the other one was yesterday was was, was good too. I'm assuming threw I'm, him into the woods. What was the word that started all this? It was it was a pterodacto. Pterodacto. You just didn't. You that was you just not knowing how a 
pretty well-known word is pronounced, which was an issue. <laughs> I did say it right, right there, didn't I, pterodactyl? It's, yeah, pterodactyl. Is it doe or dull? Dull. Either there's an L at the end. That's what you need to remember there. That's what the, that's where the sign asks. Yeah, but there's a fire. P at the beginning, so why am I supposed to care about the letters? Look, it's it's not a bad point. <laughs> Thank you. You're not wrong. And I don't I get at least a high five or a nod for just getting the P right? You nailed it. <laughs> Thank you. I mean, come on. Somebody did ask you to spell it one time very early in the show. I was like, P a dactyl. <laughs> Dash. Dash. Ellipsis. <laughs> Texas says fans are ripping on Cal's UK rival. Comes to town tomorrow. Will look like the laundry room scene from Shaw. Okay, come on. We don't need to go there. <laughs> I think he fought back in that. I'd love to see some of that <laughs> Dufresne fight. I look. Sometimes Andy Dufresne won. That's the difference between him and this Louisville team. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah. <laughs> sometimes he fought the good I fight. I think he won. had more victories than he did. Yeah, losses. Oh God! This, 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 this is where, who's the cop that's going to come help us because we did his taxes? This is what we've been resigned to. <laughs> Probably some just random UK fan. Uh, Texas says, "I just finished today's Card Chronicle podcast." Dan completely ignoring your Kenny Kimmy Payne conspiracy theory and launching straight into how bad we are was hilarious. Yeah, I did. I did the whole thing. I laid out which I've laid out on the radio show this week. My whole conspiracy theory about Kenny is purposefully tanking the season to set up a win against Kentucky. So Cal will get fired and we'll get the recruits. I laid that all that out there. I'm like, let's try to have some fun in this hour that we're doing this podcast, which will be overwhelmingly negative. And immediately, like Dan doesn't entertain the idea at all and just goes back into how bad we are and how mad he is about it. Like zero hesitation, zero acknowledgement of what I just spent two minutes laying out. And I was like, okay, just thanks for bleeping all think, over my idea. Listen to a word you said. Yeah, I do because he like he mentioned it later, and I was like, he just he just didn't want to play the game, didn't want to play along at all. I can relate to that. You do it to me all the time. Well, yeah, because it's not your show. <laughs> My bad. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Excuse me. Because we'll be trying to talk about basketball, and you'll be like, it reminds me of an episode of Frasier from 1993 <laughs> when Roz was on here. I'm like, well, we don't we don't need to go down that avenue. Do I look like someone that watched Frasier? I like Frasier. <laughs> I like Frasier. <laughs> at, any, at any point in the last full calendar year we've been doing radio that we've had a conversation to make you think I watched Frasier. I didn't know there was a show that you didn't watch. No, I was never big into Frasier. Well, there's one. <laughs> but you like Cheers. I do like Cheers. Yeah, that's where it started. <laughs> I, I'm fully with It's a hey, spinoff. He's my name, Kelsey Grammer. There you go. He did a ra- I, know, I know he did a radio show in Seattle and yada yada. It was a good show. I liked it. The reason I know, the most, the most pressure I've watched is I do have sound bites from that show that I pulled because of radio stuff. There was one year in simpler times. I used to do always do a thing in the, the days. Yeah, in simpler times. <laughs> when this, when Louisville was winning basketball games at a somewhat normal rate, I would always do a thing in the days leading up to the Kentucky game where any UK fan that would send me like anonymous, just ridiculous troll smack talk, I would only respond to them in song lyrics from somebody or quotes from a TV show. And one year I did just Frasier quotes. And like a lot of times, like sometimes they would fit, sometimes they wouldn't. And all these UK fans, like sometimes they would go back at me like, oh yeah, you think that? Like, I don't know who Niles is, but we're going to kick your ass by 20. And like, I would just come back with another Frasier quote. I'm like, you're not getting it. I did Kanye lyrics one year. I did three, six mafia lyrics one year. It was a fun thing. But now like no UK fan is even talking smack. I don't really want to do anything back because this isn't fun, so it's just we're taking a year off from that. But the Fraser, the Fraser quotes year was good. You should do like Little Giants one year. Just quote like Little Giants quotes. I may. 
I like Little Giants. <laughs> I know you do. Texas is looking back on the show this year. I can't not bring up TK's take on Wembenyama being horrible, even though he never saw him play. Has he ever gotten around to seeing any highlights? Are you talking about the the, the tall French? I didn't never said he sucked. That, that's you basically said he sucked. No, I said I'm just not. I, no, I said I just didn't want to get caught into the what the NBA did with just the whirlwind of just taking every European and and just. Next thing you know, you're drafting guys in the top five that are out of the league in two years. I'm going to clue you in on this. He, he's going to be the number one pick, TK. That's fine, and he may be good. I wasn't saying him individually and specifically sucked. I'm just saying I just didn't want to fall back in the trap of just the the the, the trend that is taking European kids just because you watched him take some jump shots in a gym. I'm pretty sure there were some direct predictions on your end about him not being good, even though you'd never seen him play. No, I may have made fun of him being French, but that's about it. How do you feel about Luca going for 61-20 and – I'm not night. surprised. I was huge on Luca when he and came now out of the he draft. Had, what I he loved said, him when he came out of the draft. I don't believe you. I did. You asked my friends. I <laughs> Unfortunately, I'm somewhat wrong. I, I'm, I'm, I I called a couple of buddies of mine when he got drafted. I said, I bet you right now, within three years, as long as they stay healthy, Luca and Porzingis will be in the NBA Finals. I don't believe you. You hate Europeans. You hate Euros. <laughs> You've established that on the show. <laughs> Texas, what does Ramsey think of immigrants. this season? It's so weird. <laughs> <laughs> Texas, what does Ramsey think of the? I don't, when I talk to John now, we don't. U of us sports does not come up very often. What, what do you? What's what's a John Ramsey and Rutherford conversation sound like nowadays? Uh, I mean, he usually just checks in, see how things are going. Pearl Jam. Things are going with the kids. We'll talk about other stuff. I mean, he will. He'll talk about Tom Church. Um, that's, but not like we don't talk about the ins and the outs of the football or the basketball seasons. Hey, can, is, is there any kind of conversation with George that does that he can't find a way to bring? I mean, with uh, Ramsey, that he can't find a way to bring George into it. Tom's a good friend of his. I'm just saying, like, can you, have you ever tested that theory? Be like, just like randomly talk about something and find a way if he see if he can find a way to bring George into the conversation. I think if we're talking about like my kids, he won't work him into it. You sure, probably. <laughs> I love John. Remember that time Tom was at Virginia's birthday party? <laughs> Texture says, um, Mike, what goes into the crystal ball predictions and how reliable are they? I'm trying not to get too excited about the TJ Capers predictions. And also, my sources say that we're coming down with COVID tomorrow morning. Go cards. I, the, the, I was wondering where he was going when he said my sources at first. I was kind of wondering where that was going to end up. Driving in here, I know it's gotten a little bit warmer out there. Those roads are still a little treacherous. I don't know if we should be making the trip to Lexington at all. Out there, it's there's black ice. You may not be able to see it, but it's out there. I don't know if we can play this game. Winter storm, <laughs> Frederick. Somebody just cut the power. Rupperita. <laughs> They're just kids. Just go and pull the pull the plug like you're like the guy in Forrest Gump during the speech. The kid's safety <laughs> has to come first, DK. <laughs> that bus could be slipping and sliding everywhere. Well, Sixty four East that. is crazy. It's it's a it's a terrible highway. It's a terrible stretch of highway. Texas, good lord! I just put on the pi- the podcast, and it's like listening to two pilots avoiding talking about Louisville basketball. Why are you pilots? Is that from yesterday? Like well, I think at the beginning when we when it sounded apparently bad. The beginning. Oh, of you're about, I thought you were talking about the podcast you and Danny. Okay. I no, I think it was our podcast from yesterday's show where it sounded, according to some people, like I was doing it from a tin cup inside of a Radio Shack. Which is how you want the show to sound. Like, what? what, what because like name brand call out Radio Shack here, by the way. Because it's a it's a dated thing. Radio Shack. I used to. Radio Shack was awesome in the nineties. Oh, so you were Radio Shack over Circuit City guy. I mean, I loved both, but Radio Shack was there was that little Radio Shack right there in Westport Plaza, which was close yeah, to my yes, house. Yes, I remember. I'd roll in there all the time. You always looking at the remote control cars, never getting them. 
<laughs> Santa, grow up, give me. Did something. you ever get a remote? I never had one. I think I ended up having. I finally got one for Christmas one year, like a little remote control car, and I always just broke them. I kind of just ram them into never, the, the, the wall. That's one of those gifts now. I feel like I want to buy myself as an adult for the, the child. And oh, we got uh, Virginia got one of those little. She wanted like a little red car because she's seen it on some TV special, and we knew she wasn't going to like it. So we got her a remote control, little red car, like the most basic kind possible. And yeah, it was just me. Steering it around the entire like living room, like driving it through the kitchen into the, the dining room, back into the living room. She she would get Virginia gets very frustrated very easily. She's very much her mother, and so when she couldn't like drive it correctly, like she just slams the control down. Like it, that that was it. That was it was done. We had we had that thing for a good week. The other thing I think is I always wanted and I, I I can't do this for myself is the old power wheels. That's what. It, my that was my dream growing up. Never yeah, got it. I never, I never. I hated kids who got it. Oh, I used to drive me. Yeah, that was. Oh, those are the kids that I knew were rich. And now I had, I had, I had a big. Did, I got the big. Did you get a big wheel or anything like? I, I had big. I had wheel. a big wheel, but it, you know, I'm steering it like a plebe. You know, I, I yeah, got, I got to actually use my legs. Exactly. Like I got. Like what's, what's I don't want to work. What am I, Fred Flintstone over here? <laughs> That's what how I hell, felt, man. Yeah, my my legs are <laughs> scraping the ground here. <laughs> <laughs> How, how, like I, a we, damn surf. I mean, of course, now, I guess my parents were probably smart not to get me since my big wheel, my Knight Rider big wheel was ruined when I, tra- when I tried to jump it off our neighbor Jimmy's porch. Oh. So, I mean, probably maybe smart I didn't get a, a big wheel. It'd probably been a waste of money. I probably would have destroyed it, too. But then again, I don't know. I mean, I was too big. I was a big kid. I mean, I barely fit in that big wheel. Texas, it's been 48 hours, and I still can't wrap my head around how TK thought Janelle Monet was Serena Williams in Glass Onion. I met Rihanna. <laughs> now, hold on. Oh, did you finish it? We finished it last night, and there well, is a scene. three days to do Glass Onion. I've, <laughs> I've got small children at home. He's got small children at home. I'm talking, sorry. <laughs> we get an hour of, of alone time after, each, after the kids go down. Virginia stays up way too late. We're working on it. But I think I figured out. Why you why that got stuck in your drug fueled brain? Because uh, why? There's a scene where Janelle Monae and the the detective are sitting there talking, and Serena Williams is in the background. She oh, po- yeah. she pops up, yeah. like she's like giving a free lesson. I so thought like, it was because like we twins or something. No, so yeah. that happens, and I was like, I bet this is like Trevor was stone watching this, and it just got stuck in his head, and. That's why he had Serena Williams on the mind. I mean, talking about I can tell you at least seventy-five percent of that that sentence you said is true. Yeah, because Janelle Monae and Serena Williams look nothing alike, nor do they have anything else. She does in look common. like Rihanna, though, right? Not that much. No. <laughs> Not really. Maybe it's the red She's streak beautiful. in the hair. Maybe makes me think of her. Well, it wasn't red. It was yeah. She had the white blonde streak. Red. No. What movie did I watch? I don't know. So I, you finished it. We did. Your thoughts. Kind of like you. I, I liked it. I enjoyed it. It was not as good as the first one. And some of the twists felt a little bit forced. Yes, thank you. Yeah. I, I, I just, I'm, I don't want to, I'm afraid he's going to be caught in that M. Night Shyamalan thing where he's he, he's like having to like go over the top with twists just because he thinks that's what's expected now. Yeah, it was, I I, I thought the first half was much stronger than the second half. I agree. I did. I, if someone would say, would you recommend watching it? Yeah. For sure. Yeah. It's fun. If you like the first one, definitely. I would say recommend watching it. If he does a third one, I don't know if I can do a third one. I'll probably still watch it. I probably would too, but I would say I'm not gonna. I'm not feeling positive. Texas says, any chance Kenny Payne has been too busy web sleuthing the Idaho murders, and now he's ready to focus on basketball. Hashtag rivalry week. Hashtag the tweak. Is that why Idaho's trending? Yeah, they found the killer. What? There was a missing killer. Yeah, they, remember the the same day 
as the sure there's lots of missing killers, but I mean <laughs> the same day as the, the 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 football players got killed at Virginia, there was a four Idaho students got killed, and they couldn't find who did it. The oh, person ran away, and they, they finally discovered him. Found him. Say I think it was a 28 year old guy who was a student in Montana. Um, so yeah, maybe Kenny Payne was just big into the case, and that's been distracting him for the last month. But I didn't even know. I mean, I guess. What a doofus! You're gonna do. I mean, people do stuff to be famous. Why are you gonna do it on the same day as another one? I don't think they planned that. Got <laughs> a double moron. I don't think that he. <laughs> not, not even gonna I'm not sure that that's that went into the process there. Have you seen the uniforms we're wearing tomorrow? By the way, no name on the back. No name on the back. They look cool. Though. Are we trying? We just have, are we? Are we just like working to earn the name on the back of our jersey again? I think he's doing the Denny Crumb thing where it's, you know. But it's coming off more like no one wants to know who they are. And, I, and when you watch this, when you look at the score and watch the gameplay, I understand well, that. Well, I mean, unintentional benefit of <laughs> what is happening right now. But the uniforms, they're cool. Like, And my biggest problem with this season has been the uniforms have been too cool all year long because, as I've said for the last 15 years, Louisville plays the best in the worst uniforms. We won a national title wearing sleeved camo uniforms, for God's sake. Hideous. We went to the Final Four with the infrareds, which, let's be real, they've become famous because we went to a Final Four in them and won a Big East title in them. They were awful uniforms. They're, now, not, even, they're not one of our colors. They're orange. They look like Syracuse. Well, we never even wore the, the – We remember the, 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 the national title year, we wore white because we were favored. We wore white game. the entire game, yeah. in, the entire NCAA tournament, and the entire Big East tournament. But the worse the uniforms, the better we play – our uniforms have been fantastic this season, and we're having the worst season of all time. Put these guys in a trash bag tomorrow for this game, and maybe we've got a shot at, at beating Kentucky. I mean, can, can we get Coliseum on the line and get them to make up some jerseys for us? Umbro, help us out. <laughs> get us Design some new Isn't shorts. Is more embarrassing than like, going to school and wearing the Coliseum jersey? No. I mean, it's... <laughs> we were Converse for a while. Bring Converse back. <laughs> Everybody's got their authentic jerseys on. You're sitting there with the... The generic stitch jersey. I, I sold those things at Cardboard Heroes. I always felt bad. Get some Asics <laughs> clothes out there. My grandma be buying her kid a jersey, and she picks that one out. And I'm like, you don't want to do this. Yes, you do. My man just like, sell it, sell it. I'm like, no, I can't. I've got to save her from herself. Here, here, I'll pay the extra 20 bucks. Get him a real one. Let's take a break. When we come back, we'll, uh, we'll keep up on the text line here at 502-414-1450. It's Rivalry Game Eve. It's uh, New Year's Eve Eve. It's the last show of 2022. Get those thoughts out while you can. We got another hour and a half. Keep it locked right here on the Mike Rutherford Show on 1450 and 96.1 The Big X. The master of my CEO. From a young age, taking my soak into the masses, writing my poems for the few that look at me, took at me, shook at me, feeling me, singing from heartache, from the pain, taking my message from the veins, speaking my lesson from the brain, seeing the beauty through the... Sure, there's a reason why you're playing Imagine Dragons here. I don't know why though. 
Song gets me pumped up. Oh, this is just, just this is your pump. You're up not song? pumped up, baby. Believe him, man. I believe in pain. Imagine. He even says it. He's saying it in the loop. Pain, because that's what's coming. Kenny Pain. Believe. Hold up the L. Your spirit up above. Ooh. Imagine Dragons not my go-to for hype music. If I'm being honest with you. Guilty pleasure. I like Imagine Dragons. That's fine. I'm not going to. I mean, to. they're like a modern-day Black Eyed Peas, but I mean, I like them. They're simple. They don't. There's not a lot of thought into the music. Not a lot of hard work put into making it. But it's catchy pop music. I think you're hopping on the Imagine Dragons train. Bring Imagine Dragons. Six years after they've been popular, maybe. Where's Imagine Dragons? Are they from like New England or something? I believe... They're not American, are they? I believe they're an American group. Are they really? Yeah. Does that guy have an accent? Is he just like a fake douche? <laughs> well, he's a successful musician, so it's <laughs> like a solid that, chance. That, have you ever seen the movie with Dwight Schrute, The Rocker? Yes. Yeah, where the guy's got a British accent in the end. <laughs> it's a good movie. I like it. Actually, but yes, underrated movie. I agree with you. <laughs> but yeah, they're like, why do you guys have British accents? You're from Cleveland. <laughs> um, <laughs> where is he from? <laughs> I'll look it up. Look it up. You got it. Kenny Payne, we mentioned his media musings today during the pre-Kentucky press conference. From Vegas? <laughs> I told you I thought they were American. Yeah. Oh, you sent me a clip. It's that, it's that Vegas twang. Is this the most popular band from Vegas ever? Maybe. I can't think of it. I thought the only thing I knew from Vegas was, was Randall Cunningham for a while. I had something I was going to say. You've thrown me completely off. I've got no idea what it was. I was like, oh, this is a good note to start this, this segment with. I've got Believer Imagine Dragons just threw me completely off. Oh, man, come on. What, what's the other song they had that's real popular that, that was uh, that gets you pumped up? I don't know. But thunder. That's... Thunder. Lightning and the thunder, thunder. Makes me want to run through a wall just hearing that clip. <laughs> I mean, whether it's because you want to lose your hearing from hearing it or you want to get pumped up. Never Either do way, that. you're never going do that through again, that wall. Ne- never make that noise that you just made again. Thunder. The thunder. Lightning and the thunder, thunder. It should be like on, a, on an alarm clock. <laughs> no, it should not. No, it shouldn't. Honey, it's time to get up. There's a third song that gets pumped up, too, that, that's exciting for them. I forget. I'm begging you to stop right now. <laughs> I'm begging you to, to... We're putting a moratorium on Imagine Dragons talk. It's done. Oh. It's done. We're, we're moving on. <laughs> Good God. Um, Kenny Payne talked to the media today. We mentioned a little bit what he had to say. John Calipari, by the way, was like an hour and a half late to his media availability. I think they said around 1.30, and he went on at like 3.15 was when he finally did his press conference. But he got asked. Somebody brought this up on the text line, and they were like, what are the chances that John Calipari is going to lecture Louisville fans about how great of a job Kenny Payne is doing and how we need to stay patient? And I said, there is a 1 billion percent chance that this happens multiple times. He's going to do it. In the pregame press conference, he's going to do it after the game when UK probably wins. He's going to look at every UFL fan that has an issue with this team being 2-12, and 12, and he's going to say, you're the idiot, and I'm going to tell you why. So here was what John Calipari had to say today. Please tell us, Cal. Tell me on it. Well, here, here's his attempt. This is, his, this is John Calipari on the job that Kenny Payne has done thus far in his first season at Louisville. Let me 
just say this about Louisville. Ken's doing a, he's doing a hell of a job. Now, you could talk record and Cal, you're doing this. No, watch the games. Their team is getting better. They play hard. He's trying different things defensively. You can see if you coach what he's doing. Um, they've been in, they're not getting buried. They're in every game they play. They have a chance to win every game. Um, making shots. You know, so this is a game that I imagine they're coming in expecting to win. Like they think they can beat us. And you know what? I watch tape. We're going to have to play to win the game. It's going to be a hard game for us to win. We haven't lost to a power conference opponent by fewer than 12 points. What is he talking about? We lost by 12 to NC State, and I thought it the best loss of the season. It, and you were right. It's the only game that we've covered the spread in, in a loss. Lipscomb boat raced us. They were up the entire game. The only games that we've been close were the first three against three bad low major teams. I think that's when he stopped watching because he said that we haven't been blown out by anybody. Obviously, I know Cal doesn't like uh, like preseason tournaments, but I thought he at least watched them. It's just, it's not even it's not him just trying to paint a pretty picture or him like sometimes there are facts, Cal. Like it's just, it's a straight lie. They haven't been buried by anybody. Yes, we have. We've been buried by – we got buried in all three Maui games. We got buried by Maryland. We got buried by Florida State. We got our asses handed to us by Miami. All seven of those games were just straight ass kickings. And as far as us playing better, if you want to say NC State was better, I'm not going to fight with you there. If you want to say they've been playing hard, disagree. Now, they have been trying different things defensively. He's, he's right about That's that. That's the one thing he said. I was going to say the same thing. We have tried. Not all of them have worked. I mean, the. But we have tried different things defensively. And I do like the fact that we switched. We, we, we've gone kind of switching from man to man into different zones, whether it be a, a 1 3 1 or a 2 3 or whatever. We, also, don't call him Ken. Nobody calls him Ken. Don't, <laughs> don't do the thing where you're like, I know him better than all you guys, so I'm going to call him by a different style of name. I guarantee he's not calling him Ken behind closed doors. And it's like a reverse thing. Usually, like. If the guy goes by Ken, you're calling him Kenny. It's the the more it's the vernacular that's like loose and friendly, and we've I've known him for a long time, and now he's he's so desperate to be like I know more than you do that he's calling him Ken. Don't, we can call him Ken. You can't call him Ken. I figured you'd call him KP. Get out of my face. Well, everybody calls him KP, so he's got to be different. And also, mm-hmm. Ken's doing a hell of a job. Just reeks of you're doing a hell of a job, Brownie. It's all I can think of, the, the George Bush quote after Katrina, it's all I can think of when he's like, Ken's doing a hell of a job. I'm like, don't phrase it like that. It makes me feel worse about things. <laughs> but that was John Calipari on Kenny Payne. You knew it was going to happen. <laughs> Did Kenny do the same thing with Cali? <laughs> They're working. They're progressing. <laughs> I like that he casually slips in. Also, you can see it if you coach. That, he says he's trying different uh, things defensively. What does it say? Are you telling us that we're just all ignorant compared to you because you coach and we don't? That's the implication. That means- he's trying different things defensively. You can see it if you coach what he's doing. As if nobody who hasn't sat on the, the bench of a Division One game could possibly notice the difference between a man-to-man defense and a 1-3-1. <laughs> They're taking three-point shots, which you would know if you coached. Like I, I recognize when feet are behind lines. I, I can do this. It's just all you knew it was going to happen. It still pisses me off. He's not the problem. You guys are the problem. Okay. The problem is people had to wait like an hour and a half later to get that. We did. We really need. Did they really need to wait for him to come and tell him that? Could they just replayed any other press conference? I feel like he he casually just skips over. He's like, you can talk record and wh- whatever, and then he's like, <laughs> yeah, well, <laughs> and then he talks about the problems and he just goes making shots. Yeah. What? What? I'm like, yeah. It's 
Look, you got to make shots, John. I don't know if you know this. You got to make shots. It's my philosophy. I've lived by it. It's my mantra. Shots need to go in for teams to win games. It helps. That's why I would be a great coach. Just make shots. You're not making enough shots. Dunk it. Out <laughs> there coaching like Bobby Boucher gives him advice. Punch LT. him. Punch him more. Just Punch him. Put take the ball, pass it to the guy, put it in the basket, and you win. That easy. I mean, yeah. I just saw Nick Coffey tweet the same clip. He's like, not a single thing in this 40 second clip is true, but Cal is going to Cal, and I respect it. I do think the changing defenses I is just, true. That's the only thing he said that wasn't a lie. He, we've we've tried a few different things. Now, how we tried them to any like. Length of time. Record. He, he did kind of avoid it, but mm. he says now you can talk record and then quickly moves on, which yeah. was we can because guess what? It's bad. It's two, it's two wins and eleven losses, which is not where you want to be if you're a Louisville basketball. But the, the the annoyance is me is he if you were a coach is if like he has to slip that into like you couldn't possibly understand high horse riding sob. If you weren't a coach, maybe you could recognize that ninety to sixty three is not a competitive loss. <laughs> that's my retort if you weren't a coach maybe if you were a math major you would see that 80 to 53 is a straight ass whooping maybe you would see that 70 to 38 is is, is not a competitive that's a burying to use your word well that's the texas tech game that was it? the texas tech game yeah 70 to 38 you might say we they're not getting buried we got buried i believe at one point it was 44 to 11 in that game your mic's not on i said we got buried so deep we ended up in china I'm glad you turned it on for that. <laughs> <Shut> up, <Patrick. laughs> I'm gonna talk to Yates. He likes me. <laughs> I, I I I love you too. <laughs> Texter says 502-414-1450 is the Thornton sex line. Texter says John Calipari on Kenny Payne. Uh, this is the exact quote that we just played. Uh, you were ahead of the game. Texter says big green intro for the cards tomorrow. It works with the big X. I don't even know what that means. Big green like big green egg. I, that's my only thought. He sent in a YouTube clip, which I don't know what a big green intro is or whether it works for the Big X or not. Or if it's, like, safe to play. Uh, it's a play. song called I Believe in You. Is it by Imagine Dragons? From the movie Big Green. That, that's, that's where we go. The Big Wait. Green is an underdog story. Isn't that the soccer movie? Yes. It's got uh, from the kid from Sandlot's the goalie, yeah. Correct. I've never actually seen it, but I know it. It is a good movie. <laughs> Why can't you have to pause when you say that? I'm, I'm reading text that I can't read. Is it really hours. a good movie? Yeah, it's good. It's good. Right. Texas says, should we do the improbable? Will there be a drunken, happy Mike E-Pod? Well, I won't be drunk. I still can't drink yet, unfortunately. But I will do a emergency podcast. If we beat Kentucky, there's no question. Do I get that. to come on it? No. I'll be drunk. You, we can have you on. I don't drink. I mean, I won't be sober. I'll say that much. There you go. Texas says... And oh, the the person who texted in about I gave you the idea for the calendar and yeah. June third's my birthday. She, she says also I'm a girl. LOL details. Hey. I, say, I do that too much. I do. I assume that the texter is coming from a guy, and I say it's, it's a guy. Um, that's my yeah. Thing. Come on. I know. Cancel me. And are you single, Trevor? <laughs> what? We're losing the female audience now that we just said. <laughs> I mean, I, I I can personally bring the calendar to her autographed. Texture says it's funny that you bring up the currency comment because Trevor literally said currency bias yesterday. <laughs> it was actually Monday, I think, when I said it wasn't, or Tuesday. He's this person says yesterday. I did, did I say it again yesterday? Apparently. <sighs> Texas says Trevor could troll UK fans with designing women quotes. <laughs> <laughs> you could. I can't even think of what would be said back. 
<laughs> Text says there's pictures of me as a child in the passenger seat of a Barbie Power Wheel Jeep while my cousin drove. Thank God I was too young to remember it because I that, that had to be miserable. Au contraire. Like I, I when I had rich friends that had those power wheels, I loved driving them. I loved sitting pat I wanted to be in them. Did like, you want to ride? I never rode shock. I didn't have any friends that had one. I had a couple so, and know, I hated them for it. All my friends We're no had- longer friends. <laughs> And it was all based on the power wheels. All my friends were like me. We had, you know, just the the big wheels and the things like that. I had a skateboard. I had a Back to the Future skateboard, but I only used it once. I can't see you skateboard. Oh no, no! I, it was my eighth birthday. I got my skateboard and nunchucks, and I tried to <laughs> great combination of gifts. And I uh, I tried to skateboard down the uh, the driveway and I fell, and it was my last time I ever skateboard. It was it was Back to the Future skateboard. I remember. <laughs> Why are all these UK fans texting us? Shouldn't your go to the Iowa radio shows? It, it, it's football season. <laughs> yeah, yeah, don't you? You got to play Iowa tomorrow. Get your minds right. It's a, it, it's still football season for God's sake. Where's the Stoops press conference at? Speaking of the UK Iowa game, the over under is thirty one, which is the lowest over under total in a college football game of any sort since nineteen ninety nine. I'm surprised it's even that far back. I'm trying to go farther back than that. If you're a real fan, though. That's where your focus is. Yeah, you're football school, right? Dream season. This is the dream season for UK football. You've got to end it the right way. In the Music City Bowl, again. Against Iowa. Again. again. They just played, like, was it two years ago, right? I thought it was last year. What, did they play them last year? And, no, I think you're right. I think it was a couple of years ago. It was a couple of years The ago. only reason I remember is because the, the Iowa kid, the poor Iowa kid, he was like, Made the quote about UK football. You know they're probably excited to be in a bowl game because they, they, I don't think that happens that much. So like we know they're going to be hyped up. And UK fans were like, "We've been to four straight bowl games or whatever it is," and just lit this kid up. And he was like, "I sorry, I'm Iowa football player. I don't pay that much attention to Kentucky. Yeah, was, I had no it was, idea." It was Riley Moss, the defensive back. That was. Yeah, I, I, I remember. I just remember the yeah, God, the things that you remember and the things that you don't. <laughs> he's, he's a white defensive back. <laughs> I did remember that he was white. Yeah. He plays it's, for Iowa. It's, there's only, it's like, there's only been like five of them in football last year. It's a year, safe bet. So it's, it was either that or Seahorn. So I just kind of went with the other the obvious. So was that, what, three years ago? Because uh, the COVID year they played, a, like, was it the NC State game, I think? I can't remember. Yeah, I was going to say, I was, just, I was looking up their, their team real quick, and uh, I can't remember who they played. See, last year. No, it was last year, yeah. Okay. 2017, the Citrus Bowl, yeah. They're still like the well, world that, that tour with Iowa. That wouldn't be last year if you said 2017. Yeah, no, 2017 was a score. Oh, 20. Oh, no. <laughs> Sorry. I can see where that was confusing. It, it was a little bit. <laughs> so now, so they're just going on like a world tour, a world tour with Iowa? They yeah. They played in the Citrus Bowl, the Music City Bowl. All the hot locations. Yeah. Nashville, Orlando. Yeah, and you hear where that was NC State, then Virginia Tech. Penn State. Virginia Tech was the fight game. Yeah, Northwestern was the loss with the Snell touching the ref. That was also a day where they, it was the David Padgett basketball game. Yes, it was. We had to come in and do radio, and I was like. I had to do this. Yeah. TJ didn't. TJ took off. I had to do the show by myself at Oxmore. I was just like, at least they have to be paying attention to the football game right now <laughs> and not completely trolling us, which was good. Yeah, I didn't get a chance to watch much of the game. I had it on like in the background, but yeah, that's, that's, that's their bowl history. So back-to-back Iowa games. And then Stoops leaves them for Iowa. Texas says, I'm pissing myself at Trevor chanting thunder like a thoughtless child playing in the tub. <laughs> thunder. Radioactive, by the way. Thanks, my, He's still producing everything for me. 
he gave it reminded me that Thund- Radioactive was the other song I was thinking. They all kind of sound the same. That's what I said. <laughs> they do. I was like, it's easy to forget because they all sound alike. They really do. <laughs> Texas Imagine Dragon D's. I remember that one. I remember that joke. Not going to read the rest of it. Probably can, but <laughs> we can say nuts on the show. I right? mean, it's... Yeah, I mean, it's out of context. We've said worse. <laughs> I called somebody a D-bag earlier. <laughs> well, that's that, that's happened a lot of times. I didn't mean to. I tried not to. It just kind of came out. Uh, I mean, whatever. You can't tell me you can't listen to those songs and not, like, get, they're not catchy. Don't get caught in your head. You're going to – you you mock me. I'm not mocking But you. I got two to one and dollars of donuts. As you're on your way home tonight, you're going, thunder, lightning, and the thunder. Thunder, thunder. I will not be thinking that. <laughs> That's not happening. You're like, believe him. Believe her. Break me up, break me up, believe her. Believe her. I don't know the reactive. How's that one go? It's got the big drum. I know that. The boom, boom. It's got like Muppets in the video. <laughs> I'll stop now. No, keep going. <laughs> We've only got like two minutes left. You can definitely get two more minutes out of Imagine Dragons content. <laughs> this is why people are tuning in right now. <laughs> the thing for me to sing radioactive. I can't remember how the lyrics go. Do you have any other Imagine Dragons facts you want to let the people know about? <laughs> They're not from England. They're from Vegas. <laughs> Texas, would the bad uniforms thing work for the football team? Could we get infrared uniforms for Flyville? Well, we've worn pretty hideous uniforms before. I was going to say, yeah. And it's we, gone poorly. Like was, the, the murder birds we lost to Auburn with, although we were, it was a touchdown loss to a top five at that time team. But when we've, uh, the ugliest uniforms we've won, I think, have produced some pretty bad games. Is it one guy or just a band? I'm, ba- I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm now seriously begging you to stop talking about Imagine Dragons. Okay. It was a joke for a while. All right, I'll stop. Is it one guy or a band? It's a band. Is it a whole group? There's just only one dude I only see. <laughs> get it all out get it all you gave out. me two minutes we got one more hour left <laughs> don't bring any of this into the five o'clock uh, hour. no i no more radio no, <laughs> imagine dragons doesn't play in the five o'clock hour it could but it won't <laughs> <laughs> texas i'm not gonna lie tk singing is turning me on hey i have a you should hear me do uh, teddy pendergast Texas, will you do an emergency pod if we lose by less than thirty? No, no, no. you gotta win. You gotta inside ten or win, right? Hey, it rhymes. I mean, I'm not doing it unless we win. I'm oh, not, oh, you're not even going inside ten? An emergency podcast for an eight point loss to Kentucky? No. Yeah, but it means we covered. What about covering? No. We've only covered twice. It'd be the worst podcast of all time. Like, We've literally only covered twice all year. We lost by 17. Let's talk about our immediate reaction to an expected ass kicking that was maybe slightly less of an ass kicking than we all thought. Well, there's your headline. No, I'm not doing that. <laughs> That's clickbait if I've ever seen it. Texas, I think the cow has watched zero U of L games. Zero. Yeah, I I have to agree to that. There's no uh, there's no way he's watched any UK play. Maybe he just play. watched like the Miami game and then the NC State game. And he's like, well, this is better. No, there's no way. I, do you remember the Miami game? But the, the but from the Miami game. That's the one where the, lands through the ball. Trevor, I'm talking about from the Miami game to the NC State game, and he's that's the improvement that he's talking about. Because we clearly played better against NC State than we did against Miami. Well, yeah. I mean, and in between, we had Western Kentucky and FMU. FMU so. That's what I'm saying. He, maybe, maybe he just watched those two games, though. I think he just watched the three 
first three games of the season. And in the same way I told you when I was trying to be optimistic, it's like, hey, can you say we haven't They're getting better? Can you say we haven't gotten better? And you even agreed. You're like, well, I was I like, mean, technically, technically, yeah, we have. <laughs> It's still the worst bleep I've ever seen in my entire was, life. I mean, it wasn't giant strides forward. Don't get me wrong, but this is our—I'm <laughs> going to do our bi-weekly update on what Lenore Ryan basketball is doing right now. By the way, <laughs> Lenore Ryan is six and four. They most recently That's won a record. overtime game against Chowan. <laughs> Who? Chowan. Norm Chowan, the offensive coordinator. C H O W A N. They uh, before that lost to Anderson by nine. Um, Cooper? Yeah. They're back in action tomorrow, tonight on the road against Belmont Abbey, a school that I applied to for college. To where? Got into Belmont Abbey. It's a school in North Carolina. Um, Until you said that, I thought you were just making these up. No, that is your Lenore Ryan update <laughs> of the month. Your final 2022 Lenore Ryan update. All right, let's take a break. When we come back, Did 5 o'clock hour. Say what? Did you get into the school? Yes. But you turned them down to go to Dayton? I did. Okay. I basically just went there because uh, – some woman my dad worked with went there and like loved the school and I wanted him to shut up about it. So I was like, I'll, <laughs> I was like, sure, I'll apply. That's fine. Just, just stop. I'm not going there, but I'll apply. I didn't have these problems growing up. I love you, Dad. <laughs> we'll take a break. Uh, five o'clock hour is up next. We'll get back into the conversation. We'll end the show with picks for tomorrow. I guess we will. Uh, text us at 502-414-1450. Get your thoughts in. Last hour of 2022 coming your way next. Keep it locked right here on 1450 The Big X. Um, they've been in. They're not getting buried. They're in every game they play. They have a chance to win every game. Time that better. Uh, making shots. You know, so this is a game that I imagine they're coming in expecting to win. Like they think they can beat us. And you know what? I watched tape. We're going to have to play to win the game. It's going to be a hard game for us to win. Let me just say this about Luke. Ken's doing it. He's doing a hell of a job. Now you can talk record and Cal, you're doing this. No, watch the games. Your team is getting better. They play hard. He's trying different things defensively. I am a nightmare walking, psychopath talking. King of my jungle, just a gangster stalking, living life like a firecracker, quick as my fuse. Been dead as a death, back the colors I choose. Red or blue, cuz of blood, it just don't matter. Sucker died for your life when my shotgun scatters. Color. The gangs of LA will never die. Just multiply colors. Color. You see, they Color. hit us, then we Color. hit them. Color. Then we hit Color. them, and they hit us, Color. man. It's Color. like a war. Color. You know what I'm saying? Color. People don't Color. even understand. Color. They don't even know Color. what they're dealing Color. with. Color. You want to get rid of gangs? Color. It's going to take a Color. lot of work. But Color. people don't understand Color. the size Color. of this. This ain't Color. no joke, Color. man. This is Color. real. Red you don't blue. Know me. Rivalry Ooh. game Eve. You disown me. Cards versus cool. cats. I don't need now you're getting serious. You've been doing the Imagine Dragons thing. Now you're ready to go. Last hour of 2022. Last hour before Louisville, Kentucky. You're fired up. Now you're ready. You're ready to roll. You ever seen the movie Colors? I have not. Oh, you should watch it. It's a good movie. There it is. <laughs> Maybe the last time in 2022. It's a good movie. You should watch it. Ooh, that's a tough one. We'll see. I got 40. I still got 55 minutes. So I can you got plenty of time to work I can in there. You should really watch Colors, though. It's, okay. it's a good movie. Five o'clock hour here, the I Mike Rutherford see, Show. Laid it down. Fourteen fifty and ninety six one, the Big Close. X. We've got Tax Slayer Bowl going on right now. Notre Dame down to South Carolina, twenty four seventeen in the first half. That's high scoring first half there. Uh, Gamecocks with the ball now as they end the first half. We will we'll keep you updated there. But we are we're talking mostly Louisville, Kentucky, somewhat seriously, somewhat not seriously. If you want to get your thoughts in for the final time this year. 
Text us on the Thornton Sex line at 502-414-1450. Uh, oh, I forgot to vote for the CC Man of the Year. It's over. Did my man win? Much to the chagrin of the Card Chronicle commenters, Brain Brom Home Guy won. Yes! Yes. Brain Brom Woo! Home Guy beat out the Louisville volleyball team, which feels like a disgraceful Woo! victory. But well, as usual, they got to the, at least to the finals. He's Woo! he's the winner. Oh, you, you, you almost hate this, don't you? Well, yeah, it just goes to show that you can be annoying 99% of your life, but if you do one good thing... No, it just shows that you just stick to it, be persistent, don't let... Don't, don't, Ignore the haters, ignore 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 the the chatter, and you go out there and you do your job, and you do it well. Good things come to those. That's one way to interpret it. One way. But and I'm I'm gonna give that same speech to the Louisville team in, in the locker room before the game. We need Jeff Brom out there, right? I don't want Jeff Brom anywhere near. The- <laughs> Get your bad mojo away from our football coach. We've got good things going on on the football side of things. Let's just <laughs> let's keep the two separate from right now. <laughs> that's, that's, we had to build confidence in the basketball team. Well, I mean, at this point, they're two and eleven. I I prefer them just to stay away from Jeff Brown. Uh, we've got we've got good news on the on the on the football side of things. Let's let's keep it that way. Uh, we're talking. Here's what we want for the last hour. We don't need to do predictions. We are done, aren't we? What? We are going to get predictions. We will at the end of the show, but we don't like text line. We don't need predictions. It's going to be a whole lot of the same. Here's what I need from you: one of two things. One, a genuine reason for optimism. If you have hope for this game tomorrow, let us know why, because we want to we want to spread that hope, those good vibes, the good feelings, as we now are what. 19 hours away from tip-off between the Cards and the Cats. That's one option. If you can't find it in your heart to have that, which I think is completely understandable, be funny. Give us something funny. Make us laugh on the text line. We don't need – this is not the hour for, hey, guys, I don't think Kenny Payne's doing a very good job. That, that's fine. We've, we've, we've discussed this ad nauseum at this point. We're all sort of on the same page when it comes to that. This is not the hour for that. We're trying to get focused on tomorrow I'm gonna or we'll want to have a little fun. I'm going to text Yates. Text in and say, "What do you think the win total for Kenny Payne is to be for him to be back next year?" <laughs> so I asked for questions for the podcast this morning. I think that one came in 17 times. I mean, is there a win total that could get Kenny Payne fired after you? I don't know. I'm getting I, people are asking me the question when I get my dog when I'm walking my dog. I'm hearing it everywhere. It's in my dreams now. I don't have an answer for you. If the <laughs> I think we're so used to having that conversation with football when it seemed a little bit more clear. Like, if he doesn't go to a bowl game, he's probably going to get fired. If he goes 7-5, and five, he's probably safe. With basketball, it's such a – it's year one for Kenny Payne. We've got no idea. It's not a good sign. I'll tell you this. It's not a good sign that everybody knows what his buyout is. Like, every question is like, can we afford the $10 million or do we wait that it, it goes down $2 million after every year after this one? I'm like – how do we all? We should know. Nope, we should know this nine months into his his tenure. And also, don't ever ask. We, we have we not established at some point. Don't don't ever worry if we can afford something. We can always afford it. There's always money in a banana stand. Mick Cronin would help us out with the money. <laughs> He'd help us out. Don't do that to me. So that's your. <laughs> you know, I, I mean, that's, I feel I feel like us getting Mick Crone as coach is the equivalent of anyone listening to me on a loop singing Thunder by Imagine Dragons. Explain yourself. 
Like that's just how my head. That's how it would feel in my head. Just the, the just the nightmare that I'd be living in. So you'd be that upset about getting rid of a two and eleven coach for one that has a top five team in the country. That's, I mean, it'll make it. Will we maybe be better? Probably. Will we be at the level we we should be? No, and we won't be. You just hate McCronin. You don't think top five is the level we should be? I don't think I don't think McCronin is a seriously top five coach. No, he's got a top five team. Good for him. Just went to a final four. <laughs> he got lucky. Take it. Look, looking pretty good at this point. Just saying. So we're just going by coach. So so when, when we're gonna hire Kevin Ollie next. He, no, he won a title. He had. I, he also had, I think, five losing seasons in six years. Cronin's had some losing years, hasn't he? No. He's had no losing years. He always got to the tournament at Cincinnati. He just no, wasn't great. Past the first round, really. Yeah. Well, he went to the Swiss team once. Did he? Oh, well, that was the issue. Him. They just they sucked in the tournament. There's no way around that. No, okay. We don't even talk about Cronin. Thank you. We had enough Cronin talk in, yeah, in this, February and March. Yeah, I want to go to Texan for positivity. Either be positive and tell us how we can win, or be positive and make us laugh about how bad we are and we're going to lose. Our Either po- way, I want to smile. Our positive pivot for this week has been, and everybody knows. Rule number one of great sports radio is bring up your fantasy football teams as much as possible. I had a dream about mine last night. Well, you and I, I had a nightmare about mine, and it was real. Because <laughs> Derrick Henry is my number one pick. Yeah. He's did not play last night. And I'm going up against a team that has Zeke Elliott and the Cowboys defense. And they both got off to a solid start last night. I already had a, a very thin shot at winning this game. I love how the NFL like, It got a little bit tougher. It was like we're dropping a preseason game and adding a regular season. We don't, no one wants to watch that last week of preseason. Did anybody not see the Titans team last night with the, basically a preseason lineup out there? It was bad. The teams are pulling the last two games of the season for a majority of teams are basically week five of pre, week four of preseason. Yeah, I mean it's not for one week for two weeks. I'm really gonna need your boy Jalen Hurst to suit up this weekend. I don't think he's, I don't know if he might or not. We need him to. No, I, I had a dream that my the Eagles defense uh, gave up 52 points, which is negative 10 points in our league, and I lost by nine. That'd be bad. So apparently someone you know. I'm playing one of your Chris Finley. Yeah. Shout out to the Finmeister. Uh, it is the seven-year anniversary, speaking of anniversaries, of Lamar Jackson going nuts in the Music City Bowl against Texas A&M. 226 rushing yards, 227 passing yards. Stiff-arming Miles Garrett. Stiff-arming Miles Garrett into oblivion. Yep. Sort of setting the stage. That, that was the arrival moment that set the stage for the Heisman season the next year. That was the I, – I mentioned this, I think, on a, a show when we were talking about Pierce Clarkson. People talking about, is he good enough to start as a true freshman? And I was like, you know, Teddy Bridgewater and Lamar Jackson were both fantastic. They both struggled significantly when they finally got the starting job as a, a true freshman at quarterback. Lamar didn't really get it full-time until the bowl game. Like, he didn't start the last regular season game that we played. Kyle Bolin did, and he came into the game. But having that time to prepare for Texas A&M really allowed him to flourish, and that was the first glimpse at what he could become on a regular basis at Louisville, and certainly that came to fruition in, in 2016 when he won the Heisman Trophy. But happy, hard to believe it's been seven years. Great game. God, man, time flies when you suck. We were down there. It was it was a wonderful, we did the radio show, great pregame show. People were excited. And look at me now. I watched it. <laughs> <laughs> I think I was at home. I'm glad you watched it. <laughs> Sitting in my chair. <laughs> um, 502-414-1450. let got that chair. Let's get to your <laughs> – thank you. Texture says, Zan Payne for three to win the game. Book it. I mean how... – I can't tell if that's optimism or if that's the comedy. I think it's – I'm leaning 60, 60% comedy on that one. What if Zan Payne does hit three to win the game? No, nah, he'd be more like – I feel like Zan Payne would get like more of the Hoosiers treatment, like Diali. 
where he gets fouled. He dribbles off his foot and he comes in. Didn't know tries, they grew him so 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 small down in the ville. <laughs> he tries to take a shot and he he just gets hammered. <laughs> These are his former teammates. I could see Zampan being Ollie in that role. Yeah, I mean he he would kind of have to be, or that'd be more Aiden McCool. Hell, it could be like Devin Ree or Fabio. <laughs> really, how many more people can you name? <laughs> Who Te- isn't starting? Texas, we need to get Patrick on the phone to accept his award of being Card Chronicle Person of the Year. Patrick is still trying oh, to. He's determined. <laughs> he's determined to clear his name in this. He now, sent us because the Bring Bomb Home guy tweeted out a picture of where he was eating today, and Patrick's like, "I'm nowhere near that. I'm just letting you know." Which also is a little bit, I don't know, maybe me suspect him even more. Like, since when's the Bring Bomb Home guy tweeting out anything about his personal life? Plus, us not only that. Patrick's like told us he was somewhere else, but he didn't show us no proof he was that place. Yeah, he's just trying. He's just he's lobbing now. Bro, I know. Yeah, he's at he's at first. Yeah, and why is he? I mean, is is Bring Brom guy trying to get stalkers or something? Why why are you telling us you're a first watch? He's extending the 15 minutes too much now. <laughs> he's doing too much. This is all gone to his head. Ah, uh, well, you know, the guy's earned it. He he helped bring us Brom. Texas, the volleyball team works hard all year, gets to an NCAA championship, and then loses to the, an internet troll in the Brain Brom home guy. It, I, I'm not happy about it. I'm not thrilled. But the people have spoken. I can't control the polls. You're not happy about this, are you? No, I, I don't like the winner. Uh, this is like the fourth year out of five. I, I've been like, I don't like who won. But <laughs> I, don't, I only get one vote. I just wish it had just been so much better if he'd won least cool person last year. than one. It would have been incredible. That would have just been awesome. It's already a Cinderella run it of is. epic proportions. Texas says, what was the point of declaring the first day of the New Year a major holiday? It's the dumbest holiday known to man. Uh, the, the, only, the only holiday dumber than New Year's Day is New Year's Eve. It does seem like the, there's no real point. But By the way, I just I don't know why this is not to go completely back off topic, but Bring Brom Home Guy got nominated. How did Jeff Brom himself not get nominated? Because he hasn't really done anything yet. Does, does it matter? Yeah. I mean, you have to at least coach a game here before you're going to get, like, Nominated. I mean, bring Brom home guy didn't coach a game. Bring Brom home guy had a had a goal, which was to bring Brom home, and he accomplished that. Jeff Brom's goal was to win football games. He hasn't coached one. My yet. point is, rewarding the guy for bringing a guy home. Why don't we just reward the guy he brought? They, they actually came home. Well, because he hasn't done anything yet. It could be a disaster. Well, maybe. That's, that's like the. I mean, you don't. I mean, we can't. We can't decide on that though. Exactly, which is why we can't name him Person of the Year. He is just for coming home. Text that I've got. Here's my genuine optimism: UK fans hate their team too. <laughs> yeah, they always hate their team, though. This year more than usual, possibly. And, and well, I don't know. They probably hated the nine-win team more, but I would. Yeah, but more than usual, like the nine-win team was not usual. That's true. This That's is. True. I don't know. Last couple of years has been more usual than not. I think things are at. And this is the whole the crux of the the Kenny Payne conspiracy theory. Things are at a breaking point. UK is just their one awful event away from just breaking from the fan base, just completely turning on Cal Cal giving middle fingers right back. And this being an irreparable deal between Calipari and Kentucky. And you know what the one breaking point thing is, the, the one big opportunity for that to happen outside of losing in the first round again to somebody who's awful is to lose to the worst U of L team of all time on your home floor. This could happen. If it does, Cal's done. He's walking. He's not making it past January. He's Chris Mackin it. I just see. I was. I was starting to picture like wonder if like Cal could get so furious he like tries to run to the stands like Babe Ruth from the movie, not in real not life. The movie, yeah, yeah, yeah. It happened in real life, by the way. Then again, I don't think Cal did. Now, one of the daughters I could see doing it. 
I can see like Megan's like coming into the crowd like, you yeah, dare you talk about my dad? He could Woody Hayes it. <laughs> like punch what if, what if he punched Dan Payne? <laughs> That's how his career ends. They're down by seven in the closing minutes. Zan Payne's like throwing L's up to the crowd. Cal just clocks him. I feel like that's more of a McCool thing. McCool comes in. It's like, better if it's Zan Payne, though. I don't know. It's the son of it. It's, it's Ken's son. That's true. It's his, it's his bud Ken's son. It's Ken's kid. It's Ken's kid. It's Ken's kid. It's one of his, uh, it's one of his guys. Tyson Tate do this whole thing where, like, Calipari, the way that he talks about teams when he actually hates them is he refers to them as his kids. But when when he thinks he's got something, it changes to my guys. And, like, he's doing a whole lot of uh, these kids. How do I reach these kids? It's the Cartman thing. Like, he – these are clearly his kids. But Zan Payne's one of his guys. And if he hits Zan Payne, resonates a little bit more than if he hits Aiden McCool. Like, punch or clothesline? Either one, I think, gets it done. <laughs> Some reason I picture Cal's probably a slapper. I can see him doing the. I, I think I can see him doing a clothesline. I, I can see him being more of a clothesline guy. Yeah. Texas Ken Jr. <laughs> KJ. KJ. <laughs> KJ Payne. Kind of a cool name. Texas says, "How did uh, KJP? Doesn't that sound like the Russian mob? A little bit." Texas says, "How did you see uh, not win Person of the Decade?" John, the AD got nominated. He did not get much. Oh, of okay. They asked why the Cincinnati guy didn't get Oh, yeah. He got, what did he come in, like third or fourth? Uh, I think he only beat Yasir Abdullah. Oh. Yeah. Texas, Kenny stating that he only want restating that he only wants to win by one is worse than Satterfield interviewing after a year. Losing is one thing, but not even wanting to dominate is mind-blowing. What Hall of Fame coach thinks like that? Um... I don't like it. I don't think it's that big of a deal. He's, I think secretly, Kenny Payne's not telling his guys like, hey, I, I love, I love that that locker room over there. I want to beat him, but not too badly. I'm sure he's telling his guys we want to win by 100. We want to win by, I, God, I hope so. I'm sorry, we have two wins. Can we really be picky on how big we get a win? Yeah, we're not going to slow it down I mean, if we're up by that? five against UK in the I final mean, minute. We've, we've got two victories, and one of them we look like crap to begin with. Yeah, I mean, I, I think it's just it's a matter of him not saying the things in the rivalry that, that the fan base wants him to say. Because we know Cal hates Louisville. He, does he hate us less with Rick Pitino gone? Of course. But he still hates, like, he still wants to win this game by a million points. And Kenny Payne not reciprocating that, I think is a little bit, it rubs people what, what, what if we, it, this is just a chippy game, and we get like a Cal and Don Chaney moment between him and Kenny Payne? I'd love it. That'd be awesome. I've I, I've said this before. Kenny just screaming, "I'm gonna kill you!" I've said this before. Like it's all <laughs> chummy between Calipari and Kenny Payne for now. If Payne becomes a legitimate threat, which he has not done yet, that wow. that relationship will go south. If if Calipari stays at UK for six years, and Kenny Payne becomes like gets Louisville basketball back to where we want it to be, something will happen at some point in the next two to three years that will sour that rivalry. Something in a game or on the recruiting trail or somebody will say the wrong thing. I believe it, yeah. And they will, they will no longer be friends. And I'm, I'm ready for that to happen because I don't like this whole I mean, thing. Hasn't history shown us that that always happens? Well, Cal and Rick always hated each other. Yeah, but they weren't also one, – one didn't teach the other, though. Kind I mean, of. I mean, Patino was the – Calipari's kind of 
kind of groomed him well, a little no, bit. But Cal, Cal imitated everything Patino did in right. everything he does in coaching in terms of even the way his career does. But in terms of being like – You want to be like me? The assist, or do you want to be like, me? like uh, Coach K to Bobby Knight type thing. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, they hated each other. Or at least Bobby Knight. Well, Bobby Knight hated everybody. But, and it's easy to hate Coach K, so maybe I can't help him for that one. But, I mean, just – I mean, usually like when – I mean, I, I, how many examples have they as a as – a, Student left and still like become chummy and ended chummy chummy with the teacher. I mean, so, still, basically than, all of Patino's assistants. Well, that's, well yeah. Billy Donovan loves him. Kevin Willard still loves him. That's true. All those guys still love him. Uh, Brady Cal's news, do too, but all those guys have failed to come back. They suck at coaching. So yeah. besides Tony Barbie, who beat Michigan last night, I guess. Kentucky basketball update here for the game. C.J. Frederick, the sharpshooter guard, expected to miss, quote, a few weeks due to a dislocated finger on his right hand. He left the game in the middle of the second half against Missouri, so he will not play tomorrow against Louisville. Thank God. So there's, he, that, that's the guy that could have killed us, too. I mean, they all can kill us. Well, he's yeah, but he's one of the guys that if you leave open, he's, he can kill us, and we're going to leave people open for three. So, I mean. Is that a game changer? Does that change the spread? Yeah, we're down to 21 and a half. <laughs> <laughs> Knock that a half point off, Danny. Now, yes. do, you, do you think now? Do you think he's missing the game because of the Iowa bowl game? Because <laughs> <laughs> isn't that where he transferred from? Yeah, I mean, he's do, torn. Do, do, you, do you think he's so upset about UK and Iowa playing at the same time that he's that he's 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 he's, can't, he's skipping this game to go watch Iowa UK bowl game? I don't know. D- Danny asked during the podcast. He's like, <laughs> he's like, do we know CJ Frederick's status? And I was like, oh, I haven't really seen. And then I was like talking seriously about it for five seconds. And I was like, does it really matter? Like <laughs> you could tell me that, you know, Sheepway, Kaysen Wallace and you know, severe Wheeler are all out for this game. And I'd be like, well, we may only lose by 15. Like it's, <laughs> there's no, there's really no, you could tell me that they're, they're playing five guys that I've never heard of. And I'd be like, well, I still don't like our chances, but maybe we've got a shot. Like it, it, there's nothing that is going to give me overwhelming confidence going into this game. And we've played multiple teams this year where I couldn't tell anybody on the roster. And we still got beat. Hadn't gone well. No, has not gone well. Texture says with CJ uh, with CJ Frederick out, at least we don't have to worry about the random white dude going off against us. That's a positive, right? Well, they don't. They haven't always been white. We've, yeah, I was gonna say sometimes they're just tall. Dominique Hawkins went off against us that one time where he was like, shooting like thirteen percent from three and then went six of seven or whatever it was and only played because that one kid stepped on a ball and, and hurt his ankle. Usually, now normally it's not a guard. Dominic Hawkins was 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 the exception to the rule, but usually it's the big man at all, the, the random big man. Yeah, Tyler Hero was another one that w- that was shooting terribly and went off against us. Yeah, but he's but I'm thinking of guys that normally suck like Harrelson or uh, Shigari Arlene or uh, what was the other big man they had uh, other than uh, well, we beat Shigari thankfully a couple yeah, he, times. A couple times. He, but one of the game one of those big men had like ten points and nine rebounds on us one year. And I think the Harrelson one was such a staggering deal that it yeah. just overshadows your mind a little bit. Because that one was that was that, that was the worst one of all time. No, no, Shigari one. No, we lost the Shigari one, and it, it annoyed me. And there was another big man on that same team, or right around the same time, that, that had a good game against us, and it annoyed me off the bench. Texas, Trevor, how's the Arby's burger? I just saw a commercial for it. I'm debating now eating it for dinner. It's not bad. It's not a bad little burger. I'm thought about getting it earlier, but I was like, yeah, I'm bad. They brought it back, just like Braun. Yeah. <laughs> Why was Arby's nominated for CC Man of the Year? <laughs> Texas, the Bream Brom home guy, used bots or whatever to send his BBH tweets. It looks like he may have done something similar with the CC person of the year voting. Like, How does one get bots? I don't know. Like this, this is my problem with people. Are like he's they're rigging the polls. I'm like I'm not technologically savvy enough to to combat that. Yeah, I, I put the poll up. I put a time limit on it. 
The results are the results. I, I can't control it. <laughs> Call me Dominion. I've got no idea what's going I mean, on. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, once you do it from like a, a, a device, you can't do it again, right? You can't vote again. I don't think so. I mean, I guess you could have gone to multiple devices. Like, I could right now, I guess vote twice. I could have voted twice, like off this laptop and off my phone, right? I I don't I I don't know how it works. I'm I'm being perfectly honest with you. I've got no idea. And I want I, and I want to buy. I want to know where you buy bots for Twitter. I want more. I mean, I'm already up over a thousand now. No, no brag, but. Uh, you know, I, I, I'm going to buy some bots to get some more followers. I get followed by fake accounts all the time. Like, I, I look at, like, who's just recently followed me. I've got no control over it, though. It's not like I like, – I don't, wouldn't even know where – I would, go, I guess, Google search, like, how to buy followers, but I've, I've got no idea. Like, I'm not tech-savvy enough. Like, there was one year where Charlie Strong, for the, man, for the, the person of the year, Charlie Strong and Preston Knowles, like, they finished in an exact tie. And Strong, when I went to sleep that night, had had a huge lead. He, he had been up by like 400 votes or something. And Knowles makes a furious comeback while everyone's sleeping. And it's the exact time. Very suspicious. And people are like, how did that happen? I'm like, I can't tell you how it happens. Though. Like, I've got no way. Like, all I can do is look at the results. I don't know how to control this sort of thing. I'm not tech savvy whatsoever. So Preston Knowles hacked the system. Yeah, people are like, Rutherford probably fixed it because he loves Preston Knowles. I'm like, I wouldn't know how to do it if I wanted to. <laughs> I've got I've got no clue. I mean, you're you're, ba- you're like me. You Googled how to go on the black na- the black exactly. Internet. I would. Yeah. People are like hey, the, the internet that's visible to you is only ninety five percent or five percent of the actual internet. I'm like, well, I would have no idea. I get I get arrested in two seconds if oh, I tried yeah. to access the black web, the, the dark, dark web. web. I don't even know what to call it. <laughs> yeah, I don't either. <laughs> I think you get black ice in my mind. <laughs> <laughs> Texas says, what if Danny Busboom Kelly leaves because the volleyball team lost to bring Brom home? Oh, I'd feel terrible. That'd be bad. I'd feel really bad about it. She goes in the press conference in Nebraska. I was going to wait two years, but I couldn't take it. It was bad enough falling short in the championship game in Omaha, but now I get no respect. Texas says, did Bring Brom Home Guy vote for himself? No judgment. If so, all respect. I'm guessing so. I would guess Bring Brom Home Guy. You're a vote for yourself guy, right? No, you said that earlier this week, and I was like, I'm the exact opposite. I disagree still. I think you are. I've Like anybody who knew me growing up, it was a big thing. Like I was like, you, I was told you're not supposed to vote for yourself for I'm stuff. Way, yeah. I never did. Uh, my dad begged me to vote for myself for All Stars one year. I was like, I'm not doing it. I can't vote for myself either. I always feel weird. Texas, can we storm the Big X Studios to protest? Bring Brom Home Guy winning. <laughs> no, <laughs> we, we didn't nothing to do with it. Well, I mean, a little December bit. December 30th, the new January. I, 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 I did, I did push for it because I, I think he deserved to win. So no, you can't storm. Don't get mad because he's the leader. You weren't you weren't mad when when what his accomplishments when he accomplished his goals, which is bring Brom home. We do have the security cams out there, like the the impeachment, like the, the January sixth stuff. You can see like me sprinting across, like Josh Hawley, just like that famous video, just sprinting. There goes Rutherford to his car. Although we don't have near, we don't, we have nowhere to hide here. If anybody wanted to storm the studios, we'd just be screwed. Where am I gonna run to? <laughs> putting you up next to the holly video would actually not be me dude I, i'm i'm the one that like probably walk like as they start breaking through the door i'm probably the one that comes walking out with a baseball bat and one hand two by four and was like bring it yes sobs i think just you come would, on you i'm would, taking three with the hospital with me you would just walk outside and then turn around and join them you just be like yeah i'm with you i'm with you guys what's kingpin when he punches, then he punches anyway. <laughs> yeah. You don't go smooching another guy's girl. <laughs> yeah. You didn't have to rub. You didn't have to have beers with him. <laughs> Texas is quite possibly my favorite moment of the year. 
Mike angrily yelling, you're downplaying the size of the moon. I think Trevor was comparing the size of Texas to the moon and thought they were real. <laughs> was that? that was one of the best moments of the show history. I was very frustrated that you kept saying that the, that the, the moon was the size of Texas. Texas is big. <laughs> you're acting like you, you're downplaying the size of Texas. I'm not. How in, big was it? In the relation to the moon. The moon is much larger than Texas. What was it, like Like California? Africa? No, it's not. It's, <laughs> It's bigger than all the states. Wasn't it like North America or something? Oh, my God. I, also, I, there was something else in that discussion, too, where you were like— oh, no, 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 it was because of the rockets landing and stuff. I didn't I didn't believe that. The satellite's crashing. What else did you think? I was like, how does that not hit a plane or a boat or something? You thought a bridge from California over, over the ocean to Hawaii <laughs> was like a doable thing. And, I was, I was like, and we looked it up, and it was like three thousand miles. You're like, I think it's like, I think it's like they're like ninety miles apart. I was like, I was like, no, no, there's no that that and the moon conversation were maybe. Well, I the figured most if Sarah Palin could see Russia from Alaska, that we could put a bridge from California. I think you made the same reference that day too. I think that's how the, I think this is how that exact conversation went on that day. I still don't understand how the moon's that big. I said, and you, Texas is a big state too. It's not like I'm like compared to Rhode Island or Iowa. No one's arguing that. <laughs> In relation to the rest of America, Texas is a large state. I mean, well, <laughs> that's a fact. You're, you're not wrong about that part. I mean, is Texas bigger than all of North America? I mean, not Texas and the moon. No, it's not. It's not bigger than North America. It's not bigger than the moon. Texture says, uh, "Remember when Trevor said the, the lie to California Bridge was only like 200 miles? It was again. It's the other one that jumps out. I did look that. We had 3,000 something miles. Yeah, it was longer than 200 miles. I mean, there's long bridges though, right? There are long bridges. Yeah, but I've been on some long. What's about that one bridge, like down in like uh, like uh, Clearwater? Like, like that thing goes for miles. I don't think it goes for two hundred. Well, it's not even two hundred. It doesn't go for three thousand. Three thousand miles. Yeah, far three thousand miles is. That's like from here to California. Thank you. <laughs> so long. Imagine you wouldn't even stop being able to get a gas station. I mean, we could build like gas, floating gas stations. Right? You'd have to build like amenities on the actual bridge because. <laughs> <laughs> or else everybody's running out of gas very very early on Hotels in that process. On the bridge. You would. Are you kidding me? Texas, for those keeping score at home, Bring Brom Home Guy, one Card Chronicle Person of the Year Award. Rick Patino, zero Card Chronicle Person of the Year Award. What a world. It's like when uh, Juicy J from 3-6 Mafia had a Oscar before Martin Scorsese did. Did he really? Yeah, they won for like best uh, original song for uh, the Hustle and Flow. Oh, Hustle and Flow, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and he had, they got Oscars before Martin Scorsese did. <laughs> Texas says, how did Bring Brom home accomplish his goals? He had nothing to do with it. No, to Josh Hurd will tell you he had a little bit to do with it. Josh Hurd tweeting about him just gave him all the legitimacy in the world. He did. It he deserved it. It just changed. The things. man, were, you know, as annoying as he is to everybody, everybody muted him first of all. I never muted you, buddy. I, I never even unfollowed you. I still follow you. I didn't unmute. I didn't mute you. For all the people who complain about it, he did what he, he got it done. He did what he he got down in the trenches, in the dirt, in the mud. And he just he he didn't care how dirty the job was. He get through there and he he tagged everyone, everywhere, every day, every night, every minute until he got the dream that everyone wanted. And he did what we wouldn't do. It and actually give the man it credit. reminds me of the when Michael and Dwight go to David Wallace's house when they hear the branch is closing and he's not there and then after like five hours they're like they're like we're not closing they're like we did it we did we did it what do we do <laughs> Texas I literally almost died from choking 
during this Texas Moon conversation. It was bad. <laughs> the current one or the. <laughs> it was not. Was Jenna here for that? Somebody yeah. else was here for that. No, Jenna was there because I was in that room with you. We were all shocked at what was happening. <laughs> I mean, I mean, come on. Like, look up. The moon doesn't look that big. Texas, Trevor, everyone in the world can see the moon. Can everyone in the world see Texas? From the moon? <laughs> <laughs> um, what is this? It's a song. Somebody sent a link to the song Marijuana by McGruff the Crime Dog. Oh, somebody sent that in before, I think, as well. I'm assuming this is in relation to <laughs> your, your exploits. <laughs> Let's take a break. Last break. I like McGruff. I loved McGruff. I was a big fan. Last break here before we uh, we get to our final thoughts of the, I guess, thoughts of the year uh, here on the Mike Rutherford Show. Before we do, though, reminding you, if you have heating problems this winter, only one place to go. It's AirServe, Louisville's home team. Call them directly any hour, any day at 502-264-9662. If your heat goes out at 2 a.m., can't get a hold of anybody else, AirServe's always going to have somebody available to take your call, and they're always going to have a technician available to come out to your home and fix your problem to make sure you can sleep safely through the night. Whether it's too hot, too cold, too dry, or too polluted, AirServe's going to make sure you're comfortable and breathing the highest quality air. Visit them online at airserve.com Louisville, or again, call them any hour of any day at 502 264 9662. We'll take our last break, come back here, wrap up the show, wrap up the year on 1450 and 961 The Big X. I am a nightmare walking, psychopath talking, king of my jungle, just a gangster stalking, living life like a firecracker, quick as my fuse. Winning it all, we mean maybe three games in January and February. The time is right. The time has come. The time is right. I'm gonna give everything that I've got till it's victory and one. Tell that's the words of the outfield, just laying it down for it. This is why Roush chose them as his wedding song. Oh, he really? Yeah, not this one, but their other popular. Your love? Yeah. Remember, we talked about this. Not sure, not sure the words yeah. are appropriate. No, I, okay. I think that led us into a discussion this year about, like, inappropriate wedding Oh, Afternoon songs. Delight yeah. from Arrested <laughs> Development when he's dancing with his stepdaughter. Uh, yeah, that's along the same lines. Oh, tr- trust me. It's been, we've pointed it out to Nick on numerous occasions. That's okay. That's okay. So, yeah, it's, it's going to be worse, it's I guess. Like, you, like your deal with Imagine Dragons. If it's just catchy words that you don't – who pays attention to words anyway? Who cares? I mean, it's just your first dance and all. Who cares is a song about a dude hooking up with an underage girl? All I want is <laughs> mindless words attached to a catchy melody that will be an earworm for years to come. That's all you care about. That's that's what music is. That's that's why we're here. Final segment here of the Mike Rutherford show for not just this week, but this entire year. Let's yeah. finish strong. Let's get excited tomorrow. Noon tip off Woo! between the cards and the cats. Still no line out. 
uh, at least that I've seen for tomorrow's game. CBS has the call. It's I think CBS has the call, right? It's, it's a UK game, so I'm assuming it's on CBS. I'm pretty sure you have CBS, right? They're, you know, we got to dance around the Sun Bowl because, God forbid, somebody misses their precious Sun Bowl. i got to find I'm, it. I'm, I'm mad at the Sun Bowl for not taking it. I, That's I need, my problem. I need to find out what channel it is on because I need to hit record because there's, there's a good chance I may not wake up at 11 o'clock. <laughs> Are you really not going to get up for the Kentucky-Louisville game? Well, I'm going to get up, but just maybe not on time. Well, so does it, I mean, it does fit with the persona. I mean, because I can't – but it, here's, here's the thing. Do you want – Waking up on time at ten thirty, still sleepy, half 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 awake, probably not like actually awake till halftime, Trevor. Or do you want wake up at th- two o'clock, completely refreshed? I don't care. This has no bearing on me. This is this is a you thing. <laughs> He's no bearing on me. Yes, it does. It's no bearing on really anybody. It, it is. It is. Just, it's just basically me and the. Dog. You have no effect on the game. <laughs> I think we need to. We, let's establish that right now. This question's more for Khaleesi and Arya. This is basically. This is for your mom and your dogs. This. This. These are the people that you need to be asking rhetorically, not me or the <laughs> listeners. Um, I mean, I choose to watch the game live because I can't. I can't stomach like being behind. But I know you and I are different. Yeah, I, I have no problem with it because I, I have no problem fast forwarding through commercials and halftime, and I don't use a fast forward during any gameplay, but just those two things. Five zero two four one four fourteen fifty. These are the final text of the year. Get them in while you can. Texas says, "Now nah, we are starting the year of twenty twenty two playing Iowa. We will end it playing Iowa." That's a KRC text. That's a great point. When was I guess when was their game last year against Iowa? I think it was after New Year's. I'm pretty sure it was like New Year's Day game. Uh, it was the Citrus Bowl. It's a hell of a bookends. Bookending your year with Iowa, rarely, yeah. rarely a good that thing. That's insane. But... January first, yes. Yeah, that's that's pretty impressive. That Impre- is... is impressive. The right word. That that is amazing. Actually, I mean, what are the odds of that happening? Texture says TK quote a band. Is it a whole group or one guy? <laughs> Does TK think Imagine Dragons is a one man band? Yeah. Well, first of all, yeah. Ain't you know, that you? I didn't say this on the air. But I told you out there. One time, I thought it was Jake Paul. You thought it was the Paul brothers? Yeah, because it looks like you ever seen the guy from Magic Dragons? You said that, and he I looked, I couldn't figure out what you were talking about. Google him, people, and they'll tell me I'm not wrong. I first I thought it was like Chris Paul, and then you're like, I was like, oh no, <laughs> no, the, no the the influencer. Yeah, that's how I figured they got famous. I thought they were from Imagine Dragons. That's, <laughs> and then, yes, if you watch the videos, it's like one dude. All you ever see, right? I don't watch Imagine Dragons videos on oh, my, my spare time. <laughs> How much time are you spending these days, would you say, watching Imagine Dragons videos on YouTube? I mean, hour, hour and a half. <laughs> this is why the station's not running well these days. I mean, it's the We're same cutting thing. into your ID time. I mean, it's the one dude. He's, like, he's always on, like, like hammering and radioactive. He's, sitting, he's boxing in, in, in Believer. I think he's just talking in black and white to the camera in Thunder. Thunder? Texas Mike East Los Angeles Community College versus Louisville on a neutral court. What's your point spread? Ah, uh, man. Who who against Louisville? It's the school from Last Chance U. Oh, okay. I like to believe that we could take them. Um, say like ELCC is that what it was? ELAC is the uh, abbreviation that they they're, they're called. Um, we we would win. You, Are you sure? I'm not sure about anything anymore. I mean, I don't. I even, thought we beat Lenore Ryan handily. I don't even know what this team is, and I'm having a feeling that we'd be like maybe like still an underdog. I mean, their best players typically go to like you know, Big West schools or yeah, and we haven't beaten them yet. Well, you're not wrong. <laughs> it was. I, I was gonna say where they typically go like Bellarmine. I mean, hello. I finished last night to you a couple nights ago, and like the you know, one of the guys who's one of the main characters on the show, like he turned this off for 30 seconds if you don't want to hear this. He 
he winds up getting a scholarship at the end to Cal Poly. And I'm like, oh, like, I, I want to see, because they're not doing a, a season next year. So I was like, I don't mind looking ahead, seeing how the team's doing. So I looked up his stats at Cal Poly. I'm like, yeah, he's getting minutes on a not good team. They're 6-6. Six and six. They haven't beaten anybody good. They got a, a few bad losses. Like, they're not very good. And then I looked at the Ken Palm and the net rankings. I'm like, oh, we're worse than Cal Poly on both of these analytics. <laughs> I'm like, he went to a better school than Louisville when all was said and done, which was a depressing moment. Uh, we've got, what does this mean? The New Jersey gaming regulators have halted betting on the Citrus Bowl due to an individual associated with Purdue who is in violation of state regulations. This is from the Action Network. The what? They're already cheating now that Jeff Brom's gone. They're, they couldn't. Brom ran a clean program. The second he leaves, yeah. they're just cheating. Cheaters. Take him down. Bring Brom Rome just tweeted out, by the way, in thanking you and accepting his award. I don't like this. I don't like any part of this. Thank Patrick. you, Rutherford. I've been an avid follower of yours for nearly 15 years. Well, then it can't be Patrick. He well, he's lying again. He's trying to cover his tracks. <laughs> Thanks for the opportunity. He epitomized the UL fan. Really means the world to me to win the 2022 Card Chronicle Person of the Year. Well, now I feel Respect bad. Respect, go Cards. I mean, he's won more than Rick Patino. It's impressive. <laughs> he's won more than me. Texas says, Zan Payne is closer to throwing L's down on himself on his own dad <laughs> over being our hero and referee. What if he turns on his dad in the middle of the game? He just goes and sits over on Cal's bench. Like the little kid from Bad News Bears who just holds the ball. <laughs> Zan Payne comes in and just gives it to, hands it over to Cason Wallace, lets him dunk. <laughs> I'll never be red. Uh, Texas says, what player wins the Battle Royale for this basketball team? It's got to be Sidney Curry, right? I mean, it'd be hard to get him over the top rope. I don't know. I could see Ellis doing like a Kobe Kingston thing where he's just jumping around, making some cool, cool entrances. Give me Zampan. <laughs> he's got strong legs. I'm going Hutley Hampton with the, uh, BHH with the long arms. I think he could, he could, skin, he could skin the squirrel a few times. We have a KRC text. Not sure what some of our fans expected Cal to say about his close friend in his pregame press conference. I mean, we both sides had to have known this was coming. Don't blatantly lie about the team. Well, that's that's what Calipari does. I mean, you, is, you you can say things without lying, right? I mean, you can. John Calipari consistently chooses not to. It's like the Dabo, best two and six team of all time. Like he's gonna do this. Like this was the most predictable thing of all time. Uh, is Dabo it, was actually right about that though, probably. <laughs> uh, I mean, he then beat us by sixty-one. Well, I'm just saying we just needed a coach. Maybe. Texas, now I'm concerned. I'm thinking like Trevor. I feel like I need to get Arby's. <laughs> Why is he thinking like me? Because right before you said, he said, how about this person texted, how about if Kenny Payne went all John Chaney on Coach Cal? And oh. then you said the same thing like five <laughs> seconds later. be awesome, wouldn't it? Texas, you were giving you. <laughs> you were giving your Arby's, uh, your answer to the Arby's burger question and the streaming app cut to an ad. Can you repeat the answer? <laughs> Did it cut to an Arby's ad? Hopefully. That would have been great. Uh, I say give it a go. It's He likes it. It's a solid fast food burger. Yeah, it is. Texas says. You get fast food burgers, so don't go there and, like, yeah. thinking you're getting some kind of, like, world. Or do and just be disappointed. Yeah. It's all about perspective. Yeah, Texas says, as the new year approaches, I just want to send a heartfelt apology for all the mean things I've said about Trevor this year. It's a lot. You can scroll through my previous text. He's frustrating sometimes, a lot, but he brings a lot to the show. He just takes some getting used to. Can you scroll through and see some of his mean texts? Uh, well, the most recent one was remember when Trevor said Hawaii to the California Bridge was only like 200 miles. <laughs> that's not being mean. That's just pointing something out. <laughs> it's mostly, it's not even mean. It's mostly just being shocked that you don't know things. <laughs> don't blame me. Blame the public school system. <laughs> Jesus, Trevor, stop being a stereotypical misogynistic radio guy. 
Oh, yeah, I remember that person. Yeah, I knew that is. Uh, I don't know him personally, but. But there's one in here that says Trevor is right. Oh, yeah, there you go. There's one that says Jesus Christ, Trevor. <laughs> those texts were, those, both those texts were for the same statement, by the way. There's one that says Scott Frost. I think you mean Robert Frost. Oh, yeah. I forgot about that one. I was, I was thinking, I made him snort. Yeah, that's a good one. I was talking about something that I I said it was like a Scott Frost painting, and I met Robert Frost. Obviously, painting wouldn't painting wouldn't work or wouldn't work either. <laughs> it was a poet. <laughs> what does that say? You're always close. It's it's how I know I can speak your language. You're never like just completely wrong, except for the moon thing. I'm like the text that you have to like decipher through, and, and somehow I always kind of know what you're talking about. I'm like, yeah, like I know where he's going. A lot of times I just let it go. But usually I'm like, I, I, I see what he's trying to say. I forgot about the Scott Frost one. <laughs> Texas is my least favorite moment of the year was developing an irrational fear of being killed by an abundant man in a Kraken jersey flying through the sky <laughs> after being ejected from his seatbeltless Prius. That, 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 that image still sits in my mind. Just cr- crushed by a guy in a Kraken jersey. I don't wear a seatbelt. I was like, stupid. I had to make it a law. Texas says the show has brought me a lot of joy this year, and the moon argument moment really encapsulates all of it. Thanks for getting us through some rough times in football and basketball. The show makes it all a lot more fun. My final thought for 2022 is no matter what happens tomorrow, at least we know that Calipari will probably use the word tweak 50 more times this season while going 500 in SEC play. Go Cards. He's pulled tweak out already, hasn't he? Has he? I I haven't been paying enough attention. Maybe, maybe, maybe I just maybe I just saw it in a headline that someone used it on like KRC or something, or I mean KSR. Texas was that song coming back from break in the end credits to Over the Top. Uh, no, that is Kenny Loggins. Great, Meet Me Halfway is that that's, song. That, that's right. Meet me halfway. Texas the across. Fa- no, that that's the ending. The ending scene of Mighty Ducks. That's what you said. And I always, I, I, I never knew always that. Yeah, I never they got think, that. They think it's the uh, the the Queen song, but Queen we is are the from champions. The second one, winning it all by the outfield, is the original. Texas, the fact that TK thought Texas is as big as the moon, <laughs> downplays the fact that Alaska is bigger and makes the conversation even more hilarious. Is Alaska that much bigger than Texas? Alaska is huge. I believe it. Mm. Texas, I wonder if the outfield your love song so meant, is the moon bigger than the out, in Alaska? Meant the girl he's singing to is older. Uh, the outfield song? No, I'm pretty sure it means the girl's. I thought the girl was younger than him. Josie's on a vacation far. No, I like my girls a little bit older. Yes, I thought she was too young. That's what I. I think that's the implication. It was like the answer to Winger. She's only 17. If you listen to the lyrics, I'd say 85 percent of songs from the 70s and 80s that are like sound like that are about fawning over an underage girl, and they're (laughs) written by like a 35 year old dude. It's like she's hot, but she's young. This is probably wrong. Let's do it anyway. Like that's, they're all very creepy. Well, most of them are groupies, so I mean, a lot of them are probably still very creepy. They eat all the steak. Texas, the teams are down, but I'm still FBBN tomorrow. We all are. Yeah, we're all there. FBBN. Texas, I've been trying to get you to answer an ELAC question forever. Oh, I've got no problem doing that. We can talk ELAC all day. Let's make this an ELAC show. We can do that next year. Texas, if you could fire Kenny Payne right now and hire Greg Marshall with a guarantee that you could win every game for the rest of the season and make the NCAA tournament, would you do it? No. Do you hate Greg Marshall that much? Yes. I would do it. I don't want him. I don't want to hire an abuser. Nobody else is touching Greg Marshall. It's not, <laughs> not happening. I'm, really? Because I feel like I'm being abused pretty well right now. Yeah. <laughs> Texas, Trevor, take us out with the number one song from December 1997 or else we lose. 
What was the number one song in December of 1997? I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. I'm afraid to look it up. It's probably P. Diddy or something, right? Texture says, I wish I was as high as you all. Uh, thank you. Texas Trevor's music takes are okay, but you cannot trust his food recommendations. Well, now, I, I'm i not as picky with my music as I am my food. I'm just a picky fat guy. What can I say? We've, we've established that. Yeah, I just don't. I'm, I'm, I'm very selective. Excuse me. I mean, shouldn't there be something in my life I can be picky about? Because I'm pretty much like go You're with the flow with everything else. No, I'm not. Every, you, you, you get nitpicky when women come up. I'm not, I'm, not, I'm not picky at all. Now, like dating maybe, but not like just hanging out well, with. Yeah, I mean, yeah, dating. Is, that's what I'm talking well, about. Well, I don't want to, yeah, I don't want to have to hang out. I'm not going to sit around with You're somebody. You're in your 40s. It's time to settle down. Yeah, but I don't want to, I'm not nitpicky with like terms of like like hanging out for a night or something. Well, yeah, we've, we've also established that. Oh, yeah. I mean, some of them, the women I've slept with, I downright loathe. Okay, well, it's not. <laughs> I mean, that's... this is not the way we need to end the year. <laughs> Odd Shark, by the way, is out with their spread for tomorrow's game. UK minus 23 and a half. That's, that's the number. I mean, it's got to be the, the – I mean, I know I've, I've, put, I've said this a thousand times. It's got to be the, the, the highest, lo, lo, biggest underdog we've ever been. Texas says, I've also got to say, at the end of this year, congrats to TK on being the only person I've ever heard or read who didn't like Top Gun Maverick. That's, I, mean, I think you are that person, actually. I don't, I don't think I know anybody else who said they didn't I mean, like the movie. I'm sorry I didn't like a run-of-the-mill generic sequel. that I could have. I mean, it was like watching Anchorman 2. It could have been the greatest movie of all time. You'd already made up your mind. I didn't have to make up my mind. I've seen it. I can tell you. I know, but you had made up your mind before you saw it. Because I'm Excuse me for being right. Well, you, you it could have been great. You liked it, didn't you? You never would have admitted it. Everybody liked it besides you. It Was it better than the first one? Well, that's that's a different argument. No, it was a, it was a it was a it doesn't gener- have to be better than the first I'm one. I'm sorry, be good. it's a generic sequel. The text line, we I mean this is and it's nominated for film of the year. Not since Godfather Three is the, the Academy ever embarrassed itself more. It's your least it's your least popular opinion, which is saying something. Texas says welcoming Coach McMahon four months from today. <laughs> Happy New Year, CC Nation, FBBN, go Cards. Um, what was the date on that 90s, December of 97? We don't need to do it. We, we don't have enough time. We no, got, I'm not going to play it. I was just kind of curious now. At this point. I'm sure there's. it's a reference to something that you and I have said on the show that we've just forgotten about at this point, which is it's fine. All right, tomorrow, noon tip-off in Lexington. The Cards playing their first game in Lexington since 2019. It was Kendall to win, by the way. Cards, 22 or 23-and-a-half point underdog. I think those are the two lines that are out now, Over according 20. to the text line. Getting dubbed. I don't want to do the whole – I mean, we don't need to pick a score because – I, I hate saying like Kentucky's good. This is a good thing about UK. I never pick scores anyway. Usually, what would make what result would make you happy tomorrow? Short of a win. Short of a win. Or is there a result short of a win that would make you happy? <sighs> yeah, I mean, well, no, I'm not going to be happy with a loss. I yeah, I'm kind of. I can be positive and I can be slightly more positive and content with a loss in a certain way. Like, uh, I mean, in, in the same manner I was with NC State game, where you know. Every other game up until the state game, when we went down 17, we would have lost by 30. And we, we, we tried to fight back. We obviously don't have enough talent to fight back. We tried to, though. They did. And we crawled, and we, we, we scratched, and we crawled, and we, we got to when we lost by 12. Um, a similar fashion like that would be a positive. That, that'd be the best way. Anything short of that, I mean, a win would always make me happy. Doing that would make me positive. Outside that, nothing. I mean, I just, I just, I don't really, I just don't want to be three minutes into the, with three minutes left in the first half and down by 19 and just already being like, do I really even want to watch the rest of this game? 
I don't want to be in that moment. So to you, a win is Which not is like turning every off ACC the game. game we played. It is. I mean, regardless of what John Calipari says, we have been buried more than a few times. Oh, yeah. Here's look. Here's hoping for the best. Buried more than a if it's if we don't get the best, if tomorrow goes horribly, guess what? We're still coming back next week. Well, one of us is. You're not going to be here next week. <laughs> we'll be back for 2023. Everyone have a fantastic Way to weekend. Drop that on him at the very last minute. The worst news of 2022 comes you right the worst at news. the 11th hour. <laughs> Everyone stay safe this weekend. Have a fantastic New Year's Eve. Have a fantastic New Year's. We'll see you guys in 2023. Go Cards. Beat UK. Here's what we're going to do. We-